the earth has begun to quake and I feel Ragnarok is upon us. With the short time we have left, we sacrifice a 5 for 5 game, discuss our rating system, and bathe ourselves in crimson with a playthrough review of Blood Rage. This is Tabcast 37. I'm Fred, and I'm joined by my wife. Nicole. That's right. Now, Nicole, when you think about the Norse gods, who is the first one that actually comes to mind? Probably Thor. Thor? Yeah. Really? Just because of Marvel. See, I usually think Odin. See, I never even thought of, like, knew of Odin until we watched that Almighty Johnson's show. I think the reason I, mean, I think I'd heard of him, but I didn't know anything about it. I think the reason is because way back when I had a uh, book in uh, Dungeons and Dragons 1.0. Nobody called it that, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> Dungeons and Dragons uh, first edition. I uh, had the deities and demigods book, and they of course used a lot of Greek gods and goddesses and stuff like that. And Odin was like, he was like one of the ones that was like off the charts powerful, huh. you know, which didn't even translate. Well, he's like the leader. Of the Norse gods, right? right? He's considered the All-Father. Like right. the father to all gods. So that would make sense. Right. And, and in Dungeons and Dragons, he so was... So he's, he's like the Zeus, right? <laughs> right. Is like, that right? Like his stats didn't even translate to what a player could just play. It was so far above what everybody else, you know, what everything else would ever stat out at as a, as a maximum. Right. Like if you were 18th level, you were not. <laughs> you weren't this high, you know? So, geez, not even at 18th level. I don't even know. 18th that, level ooh, was as high. 18th it, level. I know. I got I know. nothing. It's as high as you got. <laughs> oh, okay. In the first edition of Dungeons and Dragons. And then you become a grown up and quit playing. No, I'm just kidding. I would never say that. Outrageous. I'm way over 18 and I still Outrageous. like to play games. <laughs> mm-hmm. But never Dungeons and Dragons. You know, I like the, the theme of it, I just don't like the mechanics of the game. I think Odin would like it if you played Dungeons and Dragons. <laughs> no? <laughs> <clears throat> but with Thor. Mm, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he just challenged me to pick up his hammer. Well, this week we played uh, a game that involves the Norse gods. And we also played some other stuff. So let's... So who's what? the Norse god of the sun? I don't know. Well, can you talk to him and tell him, please close the curtains because it's beaming me in the face? That's not funny. It is so... Well, it's not funny. It hurts. <laughs> Let's find out what got played. Okay, thanks. We like to game with gods. We like to game with dice. So this is what we say. But when the chips were gone and the sun came up, hey, let's see what got played. All right, Nicole. Yes, Fred. This first one I played with Travis probably a half a dozen times. I think you've talked about this. And I've talked about it before. But you and I finally got a chance to play this, didn't we? Yes. And how did that go? What is it? It's called Bottom of the Night. Oh, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, For those of you who didn't hear us talk about it, the brief review of it is just that this is a baseball game. You get have these tokens. You guess whether you're you're, uh, high or low in the pitch and whether you're inside or away with the pitch. And you make this guess combining those four different types 
and you come if you uh, guess exactly what the pitcher player decides they're going to pitch, then you get bonuses. If they if you if they fool you, they get bonuses for everyone that you don't guess. And the bonuses are usually like a re-roll of a die or a plus or minus one to whatever the result of a die is. Right. And ultimately, <clears throat> this is the bottom of the ninth. The score is tied, and it all right. comes down to this last play. So, whoever either if you get somebody if you get the batter out like three outs then you win right the, the setup the setup for this is it's the bottom of the ninth which is the end of the game and you're tied with a team who's much better than you <laughs> just what i said i know but they're much better than you and the way it's set up is that if you go to extra innings this team that you're that's pitching against you right now is going to demolish you right and so all you have to do is score one 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 one, one. To one. it's <laughs> you score one <laughs> run and you'll win the game right that's what i said right that's that's how this game is. That's that's the setup of this. And you've got this neat little ball diamond. And this is a pocket-like <laughs> game. So you got this really small little box. It's about the same size as a Fantasy Flight Silver Line. Oh, uh, my goodness. Card game. Not board game. Which means <clears throat> nothing to some people. So right. it's about what? I could fit it in my Four pocket. Four by eight? Right. Box? I could fit it in my pocket. You, okay. You could fit it in a boy pocket. Right. Girls cannot fit this game in their no. pocket. No, it's girls, larger than a lipstick. Girls cannot stick a chiclet in their pocket. <laughs> I hate girl pants. I do too. Take them off. <laughs> okay, Moving right so, along. <laughs> <laughs> so you, you, you do this guessing thing, and then the pitcher rolls a dot, two dice. He rolls a six-sided, standard six-side, and one six-sided dice that has either a B, S, or a C. What? A strike, a ball, or a contact. Right. And then you you uh, reference a little chart uh, after that to tell what you need to roll as the batter, not to strike or in order to get a ball or in order to make contact. Now, a strike and a ball are obviously just like normal baseball. Contact is when you, if you hit the ball, you actually have to start rolling a die to try to make it to first base. And both people frantically grab their die and start rolling their dice to try to make it to first base. And if you roll a five or a six and yell out safe or out, then... You either make it to the base or or out. Okay. Obviously, yeah. if you get three strikes, you're out. If you get four balls, you walk to the base. Okay. Just like we normal baseball. That yes, we did. You did it twice in your game. Oh, we did. Yes. Oh, is that what kept happening? Yes. Okay. You kept getting four balls. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't stop rolling balls. So. <clears throat> I just know we we played this twice. <clears throat> right. And the first game. Yeah. I never made contact. No, I made contact twice. But there's an option if you make contact and you roll a six, right. then you crush it. So you don't even have to like. Right. If someone you don't rolls have to a have six, a roll off, you or, just right, go. Rolls a strike, and you roll a six against the strike. That's when you crush it. Is that what that was? Yes. Okay. And when you crush it, then you roll another die, and you get a chance to get a base without having to do that run mechanism. Like you can get a single on a three to four, a five gets you a double without having to run, and a six will get you an automatic home run which is sort of a way to win the game. The person does get a follow-up die roll to try to roll a six. If they do, they catch the ball at the wall and you're out. Okay. Okay? Right. So that's that's the basic idea of this I game. I think we did that. Yeah, we did. You rolled a four. Oh, okay. As long as I rolled a four. You did. <laughs> I rolled a six, and you didn't tell me. No, you rolled a four. Because I missed that rule. I said okay. you have one more chance, and you rolled a four. Oh, good. Okay. So, 
that's the basis of this game. And now you do have players, and each player does have their own little powers and stuff, and they have good artwork, and they're done like a baseball card, like a classic tops card, you know, with a, a finished front and a raw kind of uh, cardboard back. And it's it's printed just like just like an old baseball card, like collectible card. It's really right. cool. Yeah, no, that looked really good. <laughs> right. That looked really good. Yep. And the little meeples were really cute because they had little baseball hats on them, and they right. looked like they're getting ready to take off and run. Right. And so you get to play this nice, tense kind of die game, you know. And, and it, like I said, it packs up pretty small. It plays in like ten minutes. And I've played it now. Lots what, of times. Eight times this week, and probably four times before this week. Right, and I've played it twice. So I've played it like a dozen times, and I still, I still recommend this as a nice lightweight game to play just against someone else specifically. Like it's a very good lunchtime game because you can eat your lunch and knock out two or three rounds of this yeah. in the same time. I would say it's a good lunchtime game. Right. I don't know that I think it's that great any other time. It'd be great if you're waiting to play another game. I wouldn't forgo another game to play it. No. Definitely not. <clears throat> no, I it's like okay. it enough. I it's like it okay. enough that I, I backed a recent Kickstarter that they did called The Clubhouse. And The Clubhouse adds in, uh, it's pretty cool, adds in some little wooden peanut tokens. I want a peanut. I know. They're good. <laughs> <laughs> but it adds little peanut tokens, I think, that you earn that you can use towards this gear that you can now equip on your baseball players. Also adds a bunch of new players in, et cetera. So it's it's just an expansion overall to the game. Mm -hmm. So I'm I'm pretty excited for that. I'll play it again then. Yeah, we'll talk about it again then. There you go. Okay. So wait, get, just everybody, just wait for that because that's coming up. <laughs> 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 More talk about the bottom of the night. Uh, here's something else I want to mention. Uh, we did, I think we played Smash Up last year as a five for five. This is another game I got played this week, and you played lots. Right. I only played one game of Smash Up because, honestly, the analysis paralysis that was going on during it was excruciating. Okay? Because I was just like, yeah, I play a card there, and I do an action card, and I draw two cards, I'm done. And then the, my, my opponent would take... And who's your opponent? <laughs> Travis. Who's Travis, always your opponent? Travis would take three or four full minutes for every 30-second turn I took. Yeah. And it was agonizing. And I told, I mean, before the game was even over, I'm like, no offense. I think you're going to win this game. Congratulations. I'm not playing this game with you anymore. This is it. Why not? And he's like, why? I was like, because it's agonizing. <laughs> <laughs> you take too long. But the uh, Smash Up, I, I think I've now got to the point where it is officially on my sell list. I find that, I don't know, in, in a more than two-player game, it's it's just absolute chaos and you can't control anything so you're left to only make decisions which are right now and you can't really plan much in advance yeah and that the two-player game i don't think it's I, I don't have any desire to play it again really i, I think mean, it's very random still and not that strategic still yeah i think all my my choices were really really obvious every turn I've only had fun playing it two-player. Right. But even then, it's like I can name a million other games I'd rather play. Right. A million. One million. No, not that many. But I can name a lot of games I'd rather play. You could make up a million games that you'd rather play. <laughs> <laughs> Stare at the paint. I, no, I just don't know. I don't... I, I mean, I think it's just... It, it's a game I really wanted to like, and I just can't. I just don't... Right. Uh -uh, meh, meh, I... Meh. It's going on my sell list, and, and I have, like, two Which expansions sucks. to go with it. Yeah, but you have no boxes. 
I have the main box. The main box? What are you going to do with the expansions? Just I don't say. Know. I saw. I sold. Them in for free. I sold my Lord of the Rings two base sets with two expansions inside of one box. Yeah. So you just have to be like a marketplace kind of. Yeah. Thing. It's it's off my list. I'm not buying anything else for that. And I just right. I don't. And I I look at it and I go, how many other games? I only like playing it two player. And how many other two player games would I rather play that I own? Yeah. So many. Yeah. It would never even scratch the, there's, this is what I want to play. I think there's still even a lot of little factions that we've not played on it, aren't there? Uh, there's only one. I, I got the Geek Faction for National Tabletop Day a couple of years ago. Uh, they were promoing their big box that was supposed to hold all the cards because that little, the, the base box only holds like one expansion. After right. that, you're overflowing. And I got, the, they, they had this deal. If you went to the National Tabletop Game and filled out this po- postcard, and sent it in, AEG would send you this geek faction. And I was like, wow, that's pretty cool, an exclusive yeah. geek faction. And what happened? It turns right around, and they release it as part of, as part of the big geeky box. Right. So it's nothing special at all. And now I kind of need the bigger box to hold the cards I have, and I can't buy it because all I'm getting is the geek faction again, and that just sort of ruins the whole thing. Because now I have like a pack of geek cards. If I bought the big geeky box to hold what I have already, I would just throw them away. But we never played it with the geek... No, I never even tried. Well, you should try that before we get rid of it. Just, just I, why don't because. you just read the cards and not make me play no, 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 it? No, let's play it. We'll play it later. <laughs> just once. Just a farewell, bon voyage, get out of here. No. What else did you play, Nicole? What did you play? <laughs> Nothing. You played. I played on my iPad. You played. We played Suro. That's what you played this week? That's it. Suro was free on iOS like three weeks ago. It wasn't free. For it was about, like a dollar. Was it? It was a dollar. You told me it was a dollar. I said, okay. it's worth a dollar. Okay. I spent a dollar. Yeah. It was totally worth a dollar. Right. But what do you feel about Suro? Oh, I like it. It was yeah. fun. But I like it for a dollar. What is Suro? It is kind of like Indigo, which we've also talked about on here. You Basically, you've got a bunch of tiles that have little lines on them. On each, each square of the tile, it'll have two spots a left and a right and those two spots will be connected either across the the tile or to like they'll curve to the right and and match up with one of the other two spots Mm -hmm. or it'll curve right back and around and and come off the edge of the same side of the tile Mm -hmm. and you've got little stones that you put on the outer edge of this board and as you lay these tiles down the stone follows the little line and stops before it falls off the end of the right. tile. So the gr- the board is gridded off into right. this perfect little tile-sized grid. And you put these tiles on there, and that little stone will follow the path to the opposite side or wherever the, the path the leads. Corner, yeah. And stop. And, and ultimately your goal, <laughs> well, there's, there's a couple different goals that you can do. Right. Um, the ba- main goal is don't end up off the edge. Right, be the last person still on the board. Right, but then they have other... Uh, challenges you can do on the ipad they had like a uh, longest route yeah which they actually measure on there i don't know if they if that's an option in the uh in the base in the actual board game because i mean you have to how could you measure that i just say well this line's longer than that line so i guess you get i I don't know maybe they just measure the tiles right you just count how many tiles no it's like it they actually do it as a distance 
So your little stone traveled yeah. 119 centimeters <laughs> versus his was only 98 centimeters or whatever. That's got to be just the iOS. It app. could, yeah, could there's very well no be. Way. And then there's like a, another option where whoever has the most loops in their in their line, going through the whole board right. wins. Huh. And that's kind of cool. Yeah. And and, and I, I really like the app of it because I mean it's colorful. You whatever color stone that you choose. Your little line ends up being in that same color. Right. Um, no cleanup. <laughs> so that's awesome. Right. You don't have to shuffle all these tiles at the start. Mm-hmm. And they're just ready to go. Yeah, the touch exactly. Of a button, obviously. So, I mean, I've never played the game in real <clears throat> life. Right. Just, just the app. And, I mean, it's a fun little game. It's like a nice little right. quick lunchtime, qual- you know. How does no. this compare? What do you think this compares to Indigo? I mean, what would you, which one would you rather play? You know, they're both kind of cool. I, I Indigo's kind of fun because you can kind of... But I think it's more mean in a way. Because <laughs> you're really trying to purpose, purposely screw over your opponent. I did that when I played Suro. But with, with this, you can only really... Unless you're, both of your little stones get to the same... Where you're going to put down a tile and right. they both have to move. Right. You have no effect on your opponent. Right, because you can only play a tile that affects your stone. Right. But you can affect theirs at the same time if they're together with your stone. Right, which is not often. Right. So it's a lot less cutthroat. Now, when it is cutthroat, ooh, it gets mean. Really? Like You just look at each other and go like, really? Come on. Right. And it's like, well, yeah, what else was I going <laughs> to do? I want to win. That's what it's about. Right. So So which one would you recommend? I think Indigo's prettier. I think, well, and like I said, without having the actual board, I don't even know how it packs down. I think the board game version of Zero is is uh, smaller, maybe, than Indigo, isn't it? Uh, I don't know. It's so. not the same size. Not not going to save that much shelf space over yeah, the other one. Yeah, exactly. So I don't know. <laughs> okay. I'd, probably, I'd probably stick with Indigo just because I think it's right. I think it's prettier, and I think I kind of like that cutthroat part of it. Plus, you can well no, you can do more players on Zero as well. You can do like eight players or right. something crazy. You can do a lot. So I think Indigo is up to six, isn't it? I thought it was only four. I think it's six. Maybe not. Anyways, uh, I would probably recommend uh, that you play Indigo. I like it. I think it's. I think it's prettier. I think that the tiles were more dynamic looking. Yeah. And feeling. I don't know. They, it seemed like it would have stuff that almost you turned you back into almost what you were doing. I, I don't know. I just think the paths were a little bit cooler. Well, and it has like hexagonal. <clears throat> right, and it's a hexagon and, instead of square. Instead of squares, yeah. I just think I think it's pretty much that except better, and you get to score points instead of just being the one to stay on the board, you know? I I think Indigo's a little better. Which you could just as easily say, you know, you could change the options on it and say, you know, trying to kick the other one off the board. I mean, there's just, I think you could do that. I don't know. (laughs) I never tried. I'm saying It was okay. It was worth a dollar. It was worth every bit of a dollar. It's worth a dollar if you want a slightly better game And we played it like three times in one lunch break. So that's always a plus. Right. And I had my iPad with me anyway. I did not play that. And I did not have a game with me except for Flux, which I always seem to keep with me now because the thing is like so tiny. The original Flux <laughs> is like the tiniest game right. in the world. Well, what else did you play this week? You played something else. What? You played But Wait, There's More. Oh, well, you were there for that. I thought that's what you were talking about. No, we're talking about that right now. <laughs> okay. <laughs> what happened? Um, we tried to sell stuff to one another and our friends. Right. So, but wait, there more is a pitch like a like a television infomercial pitch game. Right. That's the whole point. This is a party game. We actually went to a board game party 
uh, this week, and the at the party we pulled this out for the last game of the night, if you can believe it. We played oh, yeah. the we played nine players, which is one away from the maximum. Okay, <laughs> the game plays three to ten is what it does. Right. So, but wait, there more. There's more. You have a stack of cards. It comes with a few different decks. Uh, mainly, there's two in the base game, and we had an expansion. The two different card stacks in the base game is there's a product, which is usually something mundane, like a hammer or a bicycle or a baseball bat or something like that. A broom. Then you have to add a feature to it. Now, there's a huge stack of cards that say fe- that say features on them, and everybody gets three features at the start of the game. And you look at one, and you're going to decide right after you see what comes up in the middle which feature you want to try to sell, right? Right. So it might be something like... Uh, I don't know. What, what's it, one of the features you played? Yeah. I can't remember. Oh, it um, has a heavy-duty 8-foot cord. Right. So that, that's one of the things you, you had on there. It has a right. heavy-duty 8-foot cord, and you're going to sell this bicycle or something. It was a broom. Yeah, you had a broom with a heavy-duty 8-foot cord. Right. Right. So, and I, okay, on that one, so we're playing teams. Now, in the base, in the base idea, if you're playing five people or less, you will have one feature you know, and you have 30 seconds to pitch, or to, to pitch a product, and during that, you have to say, but wait, there's more, and grab a feature blindly from the top of the, of the feature deck. And if you're playing more than that, you have to start teaming up, and one person plays their feature face down, and you play yours feature, feature face down. And somewhere during the pitch, the 30-second timer, you have to say, but wait, there's more, and the other guy takes over and flips his feature over and starts pitching right off the top of what you, know, what you had. Right. In the case of the broom... You had the heavy-duty eight-foot cord, and I started the pitch off with fun, like, what was it, fun and entertaining for toddlers? Right. Was what for I had? infants. For infants, yeah. yeah. Fun and entertaining for infants. So that, that was my feature. So I was saying, why clean, like, why do all the cleaning after these children whenever you could have this broom that's fun and entertaining for infants? They'll clean up their own mess. No longer are they a little lump of meat laying on the floor crying and pooping. Now there's something that cleans the house, but wait, there's more. It comes with an eight-foot heavy-duty cord. They're not going to be able to chew through this. I don't remember what I said exactly. It was much more fun than that at the time. <laughs> right. So, And then we played with an expansion called, but th- wait, that's the best part. But that's is... the best part. <laughs> yeah. So, so now now they asked a question. Right. So the 30 seconds is up, and I talked about my eight-foot cord. And you get like a little 10-minute extra not time. Not 10 minutes. No, it's 10 seconds. Sorry. 10 extra, seconds. extra time <laughs> to now you know, answer this question they ask. Because now there's a stack of question cards. Every, every turn, the people that are going to, going to be asking you the questions, the ones that are going to pitch next, will grab two of those cards, choose one, and put the other one in a discard pile. Mm-hmm. And what was their question of us? I don't remember. It was something about, like, what if they can chew through it? Or it says something like, what if I chew on it? No, they couldn't, because I already said that. Or did I say that in the, but, wait, that, but that's the best part? You you had the heavy duty. You said that, that that cord is heavy duty. That's the good news. Or no, they said, what if they choke on it or something like that? I said, that's that's the best part. Because it's so heavy duty, they're never going to get through that entire cord. And choking on it's a good thing, because the last thing you want them doing is consuming this plastic into their stomach. <laughs> it was something like that. It was interesting. <laughs> right. So and, and so everybody's like taking less than a minute to do this pitch yeah so we're i mean we're playing with a large group and it still didn't take right we played two times in like an hour yeah (laughs) 
with a full group. So right. and it's because, a quick, quick game. And because it's so zany, it really gets a lot of laughs. Yeah. And, there, and I think there's enough variety in the box that it won't get too boring. Well, I don't think anybody was was too, uh, I don't want to say shy. Shy is not exactly the best word. I mean, nobody was too timid to actually get in there and, and you know, talk about their product. Right. Everybody was, was willing to, to be part of the game. Yeah. And it's not it's not like you have to be that creative, although we did see some stumbling, a little bit of stumbling whenever uh, on some of those, but wait, that's the best part kind of things. Like I mildly stumbled. I stumbled on my first sense. one. I couldn't remember what it was, you know. But I, I, I kind of stumbled on my first one where I was just like, ah, oh, but wait, that's the best part. I think that would be actually a good thing or yeah. something like is all I could say. So <clears throat> it is that does trip you up a little bit. That, yeah, because like one the of them was, was something about it's it's so heavy duty. It's never going to move. And then, you know, but what if my grandma can't lift it? Well, that's the best part. She's not supposed to because it's heavy <laughs> and grandma's back is bad. So don't let her lift it anyway. Right. I mean, it was one of those kind of things where it just didn't make a whole lot of sense. But it was still fun. But it was Everybody still fun. Everybody would laugh at that Exactly. Point. So that, this, it did solicit a lot of laughter and it did play really easy and light. And there was an obvious winner because at the end of every round, after, after everybody has pitched this product, you vote. Uh, you have t- uh, a three-point card, a two-point card, and two one-point cards in right. our game. And you would vote on your favorite, your second favorite, and the other people would just get a point apiece. Right. And then so at the end of the game, you, got, you get you all these face down in front of your group. And at the end of the game, you tally up your points, and there's actually a winner. And it was not us. <clears throat> no, I didn't. I got last place the first time. I and got second next place. to last the first time because <clears throat> I was teamed up with somebody else. Right. And then they teamed us up together. Right. And we still didn't win. I know. Second place. I know. We thought we were funny. I, I thought we had it. Eh. What were we at? It was like 26 to 23. Yeah. And that's pretty decisive victory. Yeah. Mm. They were really funny, though. They just you think got so? lucky. Nah, they got lucky. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Cole, that's enough about what we played this week. Let's take a glimpse into the cardboard of tomorrow. Steady your senses, listeners, as the clocks begin to spin forward, leaving your board game room behind and getting a glimpse into the cardboard cardboard of of tomorrow. tomorrow. All right, cardboards of tomorrow. Uh, I'd like to start with... Uh, game that I noticed was coming out, and this is a game in a series of games, and they are the games known as the Tiny Epic Games. Mm-hmm. Now, this is released; these are all released by the same designer guy. I think he lives in Arizona. Didn't we find out he lives like know. in Phoenix What's area? Google Bobble. I'm gonna look it up. <laughs> it's not Google Bobble. It nobody, is not. nobody, look that up. Uh, but in this case, <laughs> I have I, I kickstarted his first game. I did the kickstart with it. And I bought the Tiny Epic Kingdoms game. And I got that game, and it got on my shelf, like a lot of games do, and I didn't play it. So then I kicked, he, he immediately, like within just a couple months. Scott Alms. Yeah. Alms? Within a couple months, he had already put out another Kickstarter for his next game, which was a co-op game called Tiny Epic Defenders. And I went ahead and backed that, right? Right. And so I got that game. And played it, and I wasn't that impressed with Tiny Epic Defenders. It was just okay. And then I tr- when I went back and I played Tiny Epic Kingdoms, I had a really bad time because it doesn't do well as a two-player game. You've got to have a lot of players for that to be worth it at all. Like a full player count. I think it's like four. No, that's the Galaxies. <laughs> I don't think he did the other ones. Yes, he did. It doesn't say it. 
What do you do on the other ones? I don't know. It doesn't say that. Anyways, continuing on. Tiny yeah. Epic Quest is his latest one. Now, I did back Tiny Epic Western because it comes with bullet dice. <laughs> that sounds awesome. <laughs> it's got some poker themes and a spoke design to a bunch of... Uh, that one looks really cool. But he's got another one coming out called Tiny Epic Quest, and this kind of intrigues me. He doesn't have any images out. He's just sort of announced it, I think, at this point. But it's a sandbox-style adventure that's sort of... And he claims that it's in the same vein as, like, uh, the original Final, Final Fantasy game or uh, Zelda. That it's Ooh. sort of like that. Now, don't... That sounds fun. Before you get too excited... Okay, I'll stop getting excited. There is still only two goals to beating this game, and yeah. it is competitive. It's not cooperative. Uh, you get to either kill a horde of goblins, or you close the portal before the world comes to an end. That's your two things that happened. Honestly, thought you were going to say, kill a horse. I don't know. And then you said horde of goblins. <laughs> I was like, why would you kill a horse? You kill a horse of goblins. <laughs> uh, yeah, and horse. yes, it, it, it was him. I just, it just looked weird on the page. <clears throat> right. So it's not a co-op. Uh, you control a party of elves, and there's a day and a night phase in this. And during the day, you sort of prep for your questing and get to where you need to be. And then at nighttime, you fight goblins and, and do these quest kind of things. And I don't know exactly cool. what quests they are. It doesn't sound too bad. But you get to get artifacts. All of these games sound fun, and you never let me play any of them. I won't. I, I won't. know. I know. Uh, the, there's <laughs> lots of artifacts that empower your heroes. Uh, you collect victory points, and the winner is the one who has... The most victory points once the goblins or the portal is closed. Because like I said, it's not a co-op, but you still, if if the goblins win, every player loses, I'm sure. You know? Right. So that's kind of how it's going to play out. That sounds cool. <clears throat> right. I thought that was... Uh, you have to play that with me. <clears throat> well, I haven't backed it yet. They haven't even started the Kickstarter yet. Okay, when you end up getting that game, you have to play it with me. I wonder if I'm going to or not. Probably not. You'll play with Travis, and Travis <laughs> will complain about it. Mm, too hard. He does that so much. <laughs> anyway. Uh, so that's that's Tiny Epic Quest. Do you have uh, a cardboard of tomorrow? I I don't. Okay. Oh, you know, I saw one game what? that I almost kind of want to play when it comes out. And what? you're going to hate me for it. I, I always do. Sharknado, the board game. <laughs> <laughs> Pizza. It's kind of, it looks funny. Oh, Nicole. It, it, no, I thought, because originally I was like, okay, great. They're going to do a roll and move. Yay. You know, what if but, we just get it for Matt? Oh. And then play his copy. And then we don't have to stare out on the shelf and go, why did I buy Sharknado anything? Well, now he's just ruined his Christmas present. I shouldn't <laughs> even mentioned it. Matt, you're getting Sharknado, the board game for Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> Enjoy. I don't even know when it's coming out. <laughs> Hopefully it comes with a Sharknado miniature at least. <laughs> it it had a little picture on, on the, it, like on the, it just had the, uh, oh, what's it called? Like a beta version of it. Right. So it had just a little cut out of but a it vortex. But it had like, a, no, it had like a little miniature of a vortex. Yeah. It looked like it was anyway. Well, there you go. And then right beside a big bottle of beer, great white beer or something. <laughs> right. Just like so, they have in Sharknado. I have no idea. And, you know, I saw the ad for Sharknado 3 on Netflix, and it was a shark in space. In space yeah. yeah. And I was like, this is, this is the worst. <laughs> I'm not a Sharknado guy. I just can't get past Ian Ziering in the movie. Really? Yeah. I can't get past the fact that it's just dumb. <laughs> it's so dumb. You know? Anyway, moving around. But, yeah, but I like stuff like Piranha. Remember that? Piranha's cool. Oh, it was terrible. Radioactive I fish. I love it, but it's terrible. So 
awesomely terrible. I, but, you know, there was like a thing. Like, people kept... Whenever I saw that movie, I actually knew... My mom had friends that had piranha at home in big tanks. Right. And so that just even more so... Like, I was afraid that those were going to get, like, loose in the bathtub or something. I don't know how they would. And I don't know why I would be taking a bath at my mom's friends' houses. Right. But I was paranoid about it. I had it. a friend who had a piranha, and I came over to his house one day, and it was one piranha in this 50-gallon tank, which is a pretty sizable tank, and there was this big chunk of meat floating around the surface, and I go, what is in your tank? And he goes, oh, it's a piece of beef heart. Beef Gross. heart. And he goes, I go, why isn't it eating it? And he goes, he gets to it when he gets to it. <laughs> <laughs> so they're not quite as voracious as they appear to be in the movie. <laughs> no. Huh. No, they're not as voracious in, in, as in real life. In real life, they're like... They're hungry or whatever, and you have to get one of them that starts the rest of them going because they're kind of a schooling fish. Right. So when they when one of them starts eating, they're like, oh, my goodness, there's food, and if I don't eat right now, I'm not going to get any food. Hmm. So they go, just go for it. That's how that swarming effect happens. But if just one in a tank doesn't care? He's <laughs> like, I'll get to it when I get to it. That's funny. It's gross. <laughs> okay, one more for me. Uh, okay. Cardboard of Tomorrow. <laughs> this is coming out really soon. It's, in fact, it's supposed to come out in July, like beginning of July. Believe it when I see it. Big Trouble in Little China, Legendary. Yeah, we talked about that. I, I know. S- I mentioned that I was excited about that one. But we didn't talk about it in cardboard, for, cardboard of Tomorrow. Well, no, you didn't have a jingle yet. Right. Now, I'm just going to tell you that this would be a dream game for me. Oh, I'm sure. Okay, because my, I, I think I told, said this, my childhood sick day game or movie is Big Trouble in Little China. Right. That's what I watch. Uh, it's only 350 cards, so it's not as ambitious as the 700 with Legendary Predator <laughs> encounter. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> Legendary is a deck building game that you just, you have like a bunch of heroes you smash in a deck together and shuffle all up, and then you have some villains that you smash together and you shuffle all up and... You uh, go through these scenarios that the game comes with to try to try to you know achieve like you know defeating usually an enemy before a certain amount of time is gone. Uh, in this case, you get to play as Wang Chi, Egg Shen, Gracie Law, Jack Burton, and even the Pork Chop Express, which is his truck. <laughs> you know what sucks? What? This ruins your birthday present because it's it, going to come out before your birthday. Oh, it's so cool, right? If it would come out in August, you'd be cut off. It's can't. not going to happen. I'm, I know. I'm so excited about it. Or it'll come out at Gen Con and you'll end up buying it anyway. But think about how excited I am about it. I know. But I need to find something for you for your birthday. <laughs> like Tiny Epic Quest is a game that I could consider buying. Legendary Big Trouble in Little China I'm going to get. Oh, I know. That's yeah, going no to happen. I know. And I'm going to play it by myself. If it was a legendary game, <laughs> not a legendary, like a legacy game, yeah. you'd get two. One mm. for now, one for later. One for me to play by myself. Right. <laughs> I mean, that's how big a deal this one is for you. Mm-hmm. Oh, I, I know think, this. Didn't I say that it was my second favorite game of all time, or favorite movie of all time? I think it's your favorite. No. What's your second favorite? Or what's your first? Oh, uh, Evil Dead. Sorry. Evil I Dead don't know 2. What, I don't know what I was thinking. <clears throat> I forgot I know you. Right. One of these days, I'll give you the whole list. I've done that. <laughs> all right. Enough about Cardboard of Tomorrow. We finished a five for five game. Let's find out which one. And make sure we got it. Count us off, Bill. One, two, three, four. This is a five for five update. Okay, this is going to be one of the most tragic moments in the podcast history so far. Because what happened? We played Pixel Tactics, and what happened, Nicole? I won five games. 
He beat me five to zero. I won <laughs> five games <laughs> in a row. You swept me. I did. We played all of these games in. My broom had a didn't heavy we play duty them all in one sitting? Foot cord, and I swept you. Yeah, we played them all in one sitting. Oh yeah. It was a, it's a quick game. It's a really right. quick game. I mean, I, I have I have excuses. I don't even know if I want to bother giving. You them. have no excuse. Nicole was. This is her game. This is my game. Apparently, this is her game, and I'm going to make sure she knows it. And I'll never get to play it again because uh, Fred is bitter. <clears throat> I'm not that bitter. <laughs> Tell us how you play it. Uh, Pixel Fred. Tactics is a little card game that comes just in a little card box, and in this case, because I got it in the miniature game or the mini game library from Level Ninety Nine. It's designed by Brad uh, Talton Jr. Again, like mm, pretty much every level 99 game, I think it is, everyone. So, <laughs> same guy who did uh, Devastation of Indians, same guy who did Millennium Blades that we talked about last episode, mm, did this game. Now, this game has, I think, six or seven iterations out at this point. And I think when you buy the one in the, in the store, the retail version of this, it comes with this, a single deck of cards, and then it usually is split into two 25-card stacks, one of, of two different colors. Uh, you know, So it also comes with a play mat that's like a paper play mat that you lay out. And I, we didn't play with the play mat. It's not necessary to have that. No. Okay? So this is a... <clears throat> what's neat about these cards is they've got, like, multiple effects on each one of them because you're going to play a leader effect on each card because each one of these has a character on it. And there'll be a leader effect on the card, which is on like obviously marked on one end. You would inverse the entire card, like flip it over, like upside down, and you would get the leader effect. Not like the back of the card, but like on the front <coughs> of the card, there's right. a this side up, and then flip it in the other side up. Right. So you've got this leader effect, and you've got you get a hand of five cards, and you start off with these five cards, and you look at the leader side of all these cards, and you decide which one that you want. Mm -hmm. And the leader side of the card will usually have some overall global effect that's always going to be in play the whole time you're playing the game. It also will have the leader's strength and the leader's defense, like how many hit points they have. The opposite side has a character that looks just like the leader, except is the generic version, like this card I'm holding in my hand, has a guy named uh, Hikaru Soriyama. Okay? That's the hero. But the other side, he's just called Fighter. Okay? That's, so, that's a proper <clears throat> name. Right. <laughs> the fighter has a uh, an attack strength and a defense strength. It's usually, you know, different, usually especially in defense, dramatically different than the hero side. Uh, but the fighter, fighter doesn't have an overall effect. What the fighter would have instead is an effect that occurs based on their position on the table. Because you're going to create, by deploying these guys every turn, a grid of three people, like three by three. So there'll be a row of three in front that are closest to your opponent, and those are called the, oh, what are they, the vanguard. <laughs> there'll be a center one, and I can't remember what they're called. Oh, like <laughs> box. The flank. Yeah, and, no, that's the sides. Right, those are called the flank. And then there'll be a rear one that's called the... The, <clears throat> the rear. The rear. <laughs> sure, Judge. <laughs> Rhea. All right, so... You got the van, like, so every card will have an effect based on what position they are in the ranks. So if you're on the front row, in this case of the fighter, you have an effect called intercept, which makes it so ranged attacks have to go, can, will hit you before they go past you. Uh, in the flank, he gets plus two strength. So instead of a four attack power, he gets a six attack, attack power. And in the rear, he gets plus four strength. So he would get 
and eight attack power in the rear. You know, it was, <coughs> I was joking, but I think it really is just called rear. I think it's called rear. That's funny. <clears throat> so one person becomes a start player, and you actually play each row. So you'll play the vanguard row first, then you'll play the flank row, then you'll play the rear row, and then you go back around to the vanguard, and the next <laughs> the person rear, becomes the, the first player. The rear, or the first, yeah. the rear hero. The rear row. The rear row? No, I don't know. Anyhow, go ahead. <laughs> All right, Astro. <laughs> <laughs> or, or Scoob, whichever you want. So... Uh, so you got these these ranks, and and you also you will deal with columns a little bit because some attacks will say this person in this column. Those would be the card facing the other opponent directly back all the way, you know, one column instead of a row across. Right. Uh, so you have these effects, and you are your only goal is to kill the other person's hero. Well, their hero is in the middle spot of the flank, so you actually start in the very middle. Now, whatever card is the first card that's still face up nearest to the opponent in either in either row or column is a card that can do a uh, an attack. And they can also be attacked by other people. They can do a melee attack. Any card that's behind a card that's face up can still attack, but it has to have a ranged attack. And there's all sorts of like, you're going to basically start attacking each other and, you know, trying to expose their, their hero and doing special effects. And there's all sorts of different things. This, this fighter is probably the most generic of all of them, because other ones are like, give everybody a ranged attack around you or whatever. Or give this guy intercept and give the guy behind you this. And... No, the most generic is a <clears throat> doppelganger. Yeah. Oh, he copies copy. somebody. Copy. Yeah, I'm going to copy <clears throat> you. But this is like everybody, both players get a card deck of 25 cards and any one of them can be a hero. Any one of them can be in the, any, any position in this lineup. And you take turns. You get to do two actions per turn. You take turns like uh Doing a couple actions, attacking would be an action, putting a player in, or putting a card into play would be an action, and drawing another card from your deck would be an action. <clears throat> so you, you basically take turns just kind of building these, this little grid of cards and attacking each other until someone's leader dies. And, and that's my basically... My leader never died. Right, and that's basically <laughs> all there is to this. Now this is, once again, another backpack level game. You could easily play this in a lunchtime. It took us about what 20 minutes a game once we got it down yeah about 20 yeah, i think the first game was 30 minutes and that's just because right. you were explaining it to me right so i mean that that's pretty much all there is the artwork yeah. is not ex exceptional at all it's that sort of it's uh fun. it's that pixel art you right. know like a 16-bit pixel art it's a it's pixel tactics right it's so, exactly what it says it's <clears> gonna be right but i'm just saying as far as my taste in artwork it's sort of like it's okay you're a little highbrow for this game, are you? Probably. Huh. I like it. I think it's cute. <laughs> it's okay. Look, they got little pandas. That's what you don't like. The I hate pandas. The, I, hate I know. Pandas. What, Stupidest what's creature have? ever. Uh, one more thing. It has little, uh, is it Kirby? What is that? It's a little, uh, it looks like a little penguin. A little, a pink, little penguin. Penguin. Uh, so, another thing these things can do is instead of playing a card to the table, you can play out of your hand one of these cards straight to your discard pile and get the, there's a purple level effect at the bottom of them past, past the, you know, front, middle, rear uh, powers, you They're can do an, an actual effect, and it's, like, much more powerful than, you know, just putting this guy into play. Yeah, because, like, the gunner, like, normally it's just, like, do a ranged attack. Well, his special purple power mm -hmm. is do five damage to all heroes in both rear waves. So you're going to actually hurt yourself, too. Right. If you have anybody. Well, if you play that, though, when you don't have anybody in your rear wave and your opponent does... Mm -hmm then you just kill all his guys. Right. 
well, do five damage to him, which is a lot of damage. Or maybe you have a guy who has one point of damage that doesn't matter in your in the rear of your wave. Right. Or do seven damage to all heroes in both <coughs> vanguards. I right. mean, you know, it's pretty powerful stuff. Right. So you have that kind of effect as well. So you're kind of managing your hand, keeping cards coming in and leaving and, and also managing your defenses in front of your leader and trying to be offensive at the same time. And it's it's you have to hit strike that perfect balance in order to try to be the one who gets the upper hand first. And the hero powers are really tough. Like, uh, for instance, this guy, the fighter guy's power, uh, Hikaru, Sa- what is it, Sorya- Sorayama? Yep. He, all of all of the heroes <laughs> in his entire grid get plus two strength when making melee attacks. Yeah. So if they're the front card and they attack, whatever their base stat is, they automatically get plus two just for being in this guy's group. Which one is he read? So are they the same <clears throat> names? Uh, I don't like, think I know so. There's Can two... you find one? Find the fighter guy. Is he, he's the fighter. That's right. <laughs> I got all curious at the last minute. Here. Now, like I said, there are seven of these out. So what I've got is the very first one, the basic one, because this, this Pixel Tactics actually came out with the minigame library before it came out as a separate retail product. Hikaru Suriyama. Yeah. So they're all the, the same. same. Yeah. Uh, and same that, that is something. At the start, you do pick your hero and you put it face down on the table. And whenever you reveal it, if you both reveal the same one, you now have to pick another one out of your hand. Right. You know? But ultimately, you're both starting with the exact same deck. Right. But the way that you started out with just having the five cards in your hand makes mm-hmm. it where you're not starting with the same <clears throat> deck, which is very cool. Now, I know, I know that I learned the rules for this, but in a weird, rare case, whenever it came time to play... I think you got the gist of this way better than I did right off the bat. Somehow, yeah. Like, I learned it on my way out the door to go do a festival, like a sound system for a festival. And I I didn't have a chance to even play, but just a couple turns just to kind of see how it worked. And then we're playing the game the next day, and you got it, like, instantly and and got the strategy of it. And I didn't really start to get that until after the third game. And at that point, it was like we... We got close. I got close to beating you the fourth and fifth game, but that was that was as close as I got. Yeah. It was bad. Yeah, it was awesome. I loved it. <laughs> so Nicole gets her first sweep. I think I've got a couple. I don't know what I got. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember Settlers' Struggles for Catan. The Rivals. Th- Rivals of Catan. Yeah, yeah, I beat you at that. Yeah, that was, was a, a sweep. sweep. I can't remember. There's one other There's one, There's another too. one, I know. Oh, uh, Mage Wars. I swept oh, you in that. Yeah. Ha! Yeah. Swept. But you get your first sweep. Congratulations. It only took a little over a year. You did good. Mm-hmm. I couldn't so do anything. <laughs> I couldn't do anything. Patronizing. All right. What do you like about this game, Nicole? It was easy to learn. Yeah? It was quick to play. Right. I like the artwork. I like the pixelated artwork. You I love think that. It's cute. I think it's cute. It's exactly what I expect it to be. <clears throat> okay. If it had better artwork, I'd be like, why is this pixel anything? I right. don't get it. Right. So I think it's perfect as far as that goes right um what did i like about it i like there was a lot of variety <laughs> i mean I, that's a pretty healthy little deck of cards and right. and and you didn't always use the same ones and you certainly didn't use you didn't have the same two coming up all the time well i did the first two games i had this right. little combo pair that right you won ooh. this for the first two games with the exact same combo and the exact same attack but i used it right <laughs> <laughs> i didn't even have a chance what did you like about this game um I like that it's small, and I like that the cards are multi-effect. I really like that. Yeah. I like that each one gives you multiple options of where to place them. Uh, however, 
the artwork, it just doesn't, I, I don't care about it. I, I look at the pixel artwork and I kind of look at it as sort of a gimmick thing. I don't see, it could just be card tactics. It doesn't have to be pixel tactics I, and have better artwork and I would appreciate it more. That's just weird. I'm sir. sorry. That's like saying you don't like to play video games because the artwork is bad. Have you played the original Resident Evil lately? <laughs> Come on. I call shenanigans on your entire argument. <laughs> I just said it's something I don't like. I would have rather had a different artwork. That's all I've said. I just think, I think it, it I didn't totally say the game fits. was bad because the artwork was I bad. I think it fits. That's fine. You anyway. got it. So uh, what did you dislike about this? Um, just because of the version that we have, because you got it in the minigame library. Right. There's no instructions in this box. Right. There, I got a master instruction book for every game in that whole Right, and it box. goes in the big box that all the right. little card games came in. Right. So if I want to take this to work, yeah. I either have to make sure I remember how to play it 100% or photocopy that or take this in, this big book with no box or take the whole big box with me. There's, I mean, it, it should just be like a cute little pocket version. They should have had a little pocket version of the instructions inside this little tiny pocket box. I understand that. But this also, uh, in the game that we got, it comes with generic tokens that we're, we can use for multiple games, like to track hit points, because you do track hit points on all the cards. True. Which I don't know how the other games come. They must come with like some little punch-out tokens or something like that. Uh, we had enough always, but we did get close to running out. There's probably 30 little red crystals in here. Yeah. And we got pretty close to running out. So I, I'm I'm sure that the, the normal release of this game comes with enough of those to track. I'm sure. <clears throat> so you didn't like that. Um, I, I don't like that at all. That's annoying to me. I felt like the game, even though it had all those options, a lot of times... I was in the position where I really didn't have any options. Now, that probably... That's because you didn't play well. Right. It's probably because I didn't play well. <laughs> but I don't know that for sure. You know, I think that, that it does... That it kind of breaks down fast, where you don't really have any options. Where it seems like you've got all the options in the world, but there's only one real option. Put this guy in front of your leader, or you're going to die. Yeah. Or heal your leader, or you're going to die. It just becomes that situation. I'd say over half of each game was played with no strategy at all, just me begging for the right card to come out of the deck. I think I had that happen like once, where I was I was just going, ooh, this is not good. I have nothing that's going right. to help me at all. That was the game where you were like, well, you won one. Congratulations. You started doing that to me, and I was like, this sounds just like me, but I'm not going to call her on it. And, and then, then you I won turn the around game. and won? Yeah. Yep. Okay. And notice how I didn't like scold you at the time for it or anything. I was just like, oh, well, you won. <laughs> we all deserve to win one. I know. Uh, but I think, that, I think that there is like a, there's a little bit of tactics up front, like when you're initially building your grid, and the second someone hits home, it just starts to fall apart. The second someone really starts to devastate your defenses, you've got to pull off some sort of Hail Mary card out of your deck or else you are not going to come back, you know? Now, I did see a, a couple of Hail Marys in the same game, the one where I used, where I discarded an assassin and took out your big fighter guy in the back row. Yeah. That was a Hail Mary thing that I used to try to take you out. Yeah. But it didn't. It wasn't enough to shake you. No. Like, you were able to I bring a guy shaking. back. Like, there was one game where you brought a guy back to life that I that I killed. Yeah. There, like, you're, five times. When, when one of your guys dies, he doesn't, like, the card doesn't leave the game. Right. It, he flips over, and you can't put anything in that spot <coughs> right, unless you, you do an, an action to get him out of that spot right. or replace him. It's called remove corpse. Right. 
Yep. Because you have little card corpses. And so you were just like, place. oh, okay, I bring this guy back to life. How? This guy brings him back to life. Now this card brings it back to life. Right. Now this other card, when it dies, brings it back to life. And it's just like, I was like furious by the time I'd killed him the fifth well, time. Well, it kept healing. Like you thought he was going to be dead and then I'd heal because he doesn't right. actually That's flip another over. thing about it. <laughs> it delays those hit points of damage, doesn't it? Right. Because you both get a chance <clears throat> to finish out the turn. Right. Because the because battle supposed is supposed to be, to be happening simultaneously. simultaneously. Yeah. Right. Well, I don't, so I don't I dislike that. I may have been able that. to block it. I think it's cool. I don't dislike that part. It's very video gamey as far right. as that goes. And I like that. Okay. Well, what would you rate this out of five? <laughs> Squeak. You know, if I could actually have the instructions in my little box to take with me, yeah. I'd give it a better rating. So as it is, I probably have to give it a three. Really? It was fun. I liked it. But now I got, I got a, it's too much packing to have to take. Right. It's a, that annoys me. I think the it's... The only time I'm going to play this is during like lunch times or maybe at a restaurant or something. Okay. Yeah. For me, it's a two. Yeah. I it's, can see that. It's whatever. Well, anytime I beat you at a game, you're going to give it a low rating anyway. Well, this is the thing, is that even when I was doing well, <laughs> like where I got to a point where it was like, okay, I should be able to beat her. There's just these weird Hail Mary moments where all of my work and all of my toil up to that point is completely negated by one card and you make a comeback and kill me. Why don't you play it against Travis? Then and you see did how you it, feel. And you did it twice in a row. But that, that's just because <clears> I'm awesome. Those last two games, I was defeating you soundly. Nah. And Hail Married both. You, hail my, hail my, bleh, that Mary girl, both of them. <laughs> nah. That was just awesome. No. For once. <laughs> no. Take it and play it with Travis, then tell me what you th tell me what you think. I think it I think it seems more tactical than than it is really. Say and try it. No. Uh, anyway, he, he would say that game's too hard. I don't want to play it. He would not. He would. He might. All right. Well, that's uh, Pixel Tactics. That leaves Lord of the Rings: The Confrontation, and it also leaves uh, Tides of Time. Tides of Time. And it also leaves Lahav the Inland Port. Yes, which we have now un unboxed and not yet played. Right, I set it up and tried to read the instructions. I got too tired and went to sleep. Yep. That's how these weeks go. <clears throat> All right, well, that's what we have left in the five for five. So this week we played a game with Vikings in it, Nicole. Yes. Let's find out what about that. Okay. All these games All right, Nicole, when someone says Viking, the term Viking to you, what immediately pops into your head? Helmets. Helmets? With the horns. Right. Horny helmets. What else? Ridiculous. <laughs> Big boats. Right? Boats and helmets and... Grizzly beards. Beards. And, and like, outfits made out of animal skins <laughs> right 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 so i mean i because i i was i was listening what i would what i thought and it was like bearded men wooden boats dirty rough war-minded swords and shields horned helmets etc right yes so it turns out reality is a little bit different than what that hollywood version of expectation is no hollywood doesn't lie i don't know what you're talking about so i'm going to present to you now the Tabcast list of little-known Viking facts. <laughs> okay. Okay? Right off the bat, I'm just going to tell you, Vikings didn't wear horned helmets. What? They didn't. That's disappointing. It's, it's true. Uh, it turns out that 
Where'd they come from? It turns out before the Vikings, uh, this was something that the Romans kind of embellished. And specifically, like, uh, like the Catholic Church and Christians that were describing them kind of misinterpreted and embellished what they looked like a little bit. This is true. And they were the ones who wrote about them first because these weren't organized people. <laughs> How do you misinterpret horns on their helmet? Well, this is why. is because when they visited, it was like a long time before the Vikings and German and Norse priests, not Vikings, did have some horned helmets, like a horned gar- like like headdresses in their religious ceremonies, but not warriors. The warriors never wore horned helmets. Hmm. They were just plain looking helmets. They found them in digs. <laughs> it would make it easier to fight without like, that. <laughs> without a handle for someone to yank your head around exactly. with. Exactly. <laughs> I <laughs> guess you're supposed to headbutt them or like, I don't know why eh. you would do that. That's crazy. That sounds awful. So that's, that's the first thing. Second thing. You'd have, to have, a little, you'd have to have a chin strap to hold it on your head. Well, yeah, I think you did anyways. That'd be silly. Kind of. Anyways, Vikings, by the way, were considered very clean for the time. Because they were always in the water. No, no I don't know. The, no. Sincerely, their their customs were that they would bathe at least once a week, which was much more than common at the time. Right. It was much more Is it often. just because they had more access to water? Maybe they were filthier overall, so they had to bathe. <laughs> I don't know. I Actually, they, they, they find that, that they, were, they uh, were more likely to use grooming items like combs and razors and tweezers. Because they were stuck on a boat. I don't know, but they, they were, were they were cleaner. To... They they uh they liked to do spas and like like sit in hot springs and stuff like that. Mm, yeah. And and they were really clean people. I'm telling you it had to, it has to have something to do with like access to those things because they're on a boat, they're going from here to there. They find those places where they can actually sit in the hot springs. Right. Whereas, you know, mom and pop sitting at home, they don't have access to the hot spring. I don't know. But here's something else. This is a little bit more negative. Oh no. We've done we've done two of them that sound that, that kind of like go, oh well maybe they weren't so crazy. <laughs> I never thought they were crazy. <laughs> Vikings were very active in the slave trade. Oh. It's true. They captured Anglo Saxons and Celts and Slavics, which is where the term slave comes from. Oh. If you can believe that. They captured all of those people and would readily trade them. Hmm. Right? Vikings. Have played this after we played freedom. <laughs> Maybe. Uh. <laughs> All right, but here's something else. Uh, they were known by Christian settlers as heathens. And I always think it's funny because I've heard the term heathen, which is, you know, I always meant it to be non-Christian or something, you know, or someone someone against the Bible. In reality, it's just people of the land. And the Vikings were the first people called that because they were sort of like spread out. They were mostly farmers and not warriors. And they spent most of their the time. Vikings? Yes, Vikings most of the time spent their time on their farms. They were just like small tribes. They were never really organized. Oh. Where'd the boats come from? They had boats. They'd <laughs> go out looking for stuff every once in a while when the tribe needed stuff. <laughs> but for the most part, they were farmers. <laughs> uh, Vikings, like I said, they were they they warred with each other more than they warred with just random people. Hmm. <laughs> Because the tribes would fight each other. So mm-hmm. Vikings would fight Vikings most of the time. <clears throat> now, our days of the week. How many of them do you think are named after Viking gods? Oh, geez. Let me think of my foreign languages. I thought like, <laughs> like they were named after the moon and stuff. 
Some of them are. Yeah. In fact, Sunday is named after the sun and Monday is named after the moon. It's like for, short for moon day. But here's the thing. No, it's not. I'm, I'm telling it's you. It's lunar. I know, but it's, it's like French. It's like. I'm telling you, it is moon. It well, has to yeah, do with the moon. Right. But it's not because moon day. <laughs> but it's moon day. It's not. But it's not. Moon day, Tuesday. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> all right. Here we go. I'm trying to remember all this. I, I used to know these. Go ahead. Okay. In reality, Tuesday is named after the Nordic god Tyr. Oh. He's the son of Odin and a war god. I hit my elbow. That's fine. <laughs> Wednesday is named after Wodan. I thought it was named after Pugsley nope. Adam's sister. It's Wodan, the Nordic name for Odin, who yeah. is the Allfather, the, the beginning of all gods. Okay. Thursday is actually named after Thor, the protector of Valhalla's Are you making this up? I am not making this up. Friday is named after Frigg, the wife of Odin. Okay. I'm just telling you, all those days of the week names have origins in Nordic culture. Saturday? Not a Nordic culture. Saturn. I know. Yeah. But Saturday, Sunday, like and Monday, sa- they're, they're all Roman-based. Saturday, Roman? Sunday, Monday, yeah. Okay. <clears throat> now, their religion of polytheism, it can be traced back 5,000 years. And actually, the same, the same, where, where their religion comes from, comes from the same people who seeded Greeks, uh, Romans, and Germanic tribes. Hmm. So all those come from the same place. There's a little debate on whether Hindus adopted it or not, because they keep finding stuff about Hindus that are like 12,000 years old. But <laughs> we don't know. I don't know. Now, here's the thing. How, when did Vikings exist? This is what's even weirder. Like, like I, in my mind, in my mind, it's always earlier. 13. 13. I'm going 1300s. No. Darn it. It was 800 common era to 1100 common era. It was so close. Okay. <laughs> so it's it's not that long ago. I mean, it's a thousand years, you know, but yeah. still. It's not as long as you'd think. Uh, and also, lastly, and I thought this was pretty interesting. The belief in Nordic gods has been rekindled in Iceland. And, and I kindled or just never wasn't there and nobody knew as in people were not paying any attention to it. And now there's an organized version of it. Are we just paying more attention to Iceland? Well, who knows? Because, you know, originally it would have been like, uh, it probably would have been, you know, nomadic and everybody would just sort of like assume that because it was a folk folklore sort of thing. <laughs> You know, it was folk religion. Yeah. But now they're actually trying to be organized about it. And it's Mm -hmm. actually popped up in Iceland and in Scandinavia and North America. Hmm. Crazy, right? That is interesting. So it's not gone. It's been revitalized, brought back. Hmm. I don't know if they're wearing horned helmets. The good news is, is they don't do blood sacrifices anymore. (laughs) (laughs) They used to do animal blood sacrifices. All those old religions did. And now they do they do it sort of symbolically with mead and wines that are blessed and, and given up as sacraments. Yeah. Crazy, right? <laughs> now, enough about these facts. Today, we leave the modern age and we travel back to when they wish to die in battle in order to fight and drink for eternity in Valhalla. The following is a true recount of a board gaming session. It is not merely a conversation. It contains the actual sounds of components, success and failure, and in-the-moment emotions from the incident itself. 
The archivists of this audio would like to remind the faint of heart that the people involved are not rules experts, did not design the game, and do not always play nice. No one was murdered in the playing of this game. All right, Ragnarok is happening and all the Vikings have gone into a blood rage. Blood Rage is a play is a game of area control designed by Eric Lang and released by Cool Mini or Not. It is played in a <clears throat> in three ages on a board depicting a circular island. The island is broken up into 13 spaces, uh, three different regions broken up into provinces, three yellow, three blue, two gray. In between those space in between all those regions are four sea spaces encircling a center space that's Yggdrasil. The game supports up to four players, and each has it will receive a clan board at the start of the game and a pile of miniatures. These miniatures are split into eight warriors, a clan leader, and a boat. At the beginning of each turn, a province token is revealed. The next, this is the next uh, province that will be destroyed by Ragnarok, and the place that will score the most glory for being there when it happens. The players will then receive cards and draft them around the table. These cards will then allow the player to gain glory, scoring objectives, adding powerful allies, giving them quests, strengthening their units. Then the players begin to take actions. Now, during a round of play, players will take turns spending rage to invade a province, placing warriors on, uh, and boats and their leader onto the board, marching, moving figures already on the board, upgrading their figurines, or committing to quests and pillaging provinces. All of these lead to glory, and the player with the most glory at the end of the game wins. So enough about these rules. Let's get to the bloodshed, Nicole. How fast was that? Fast. Fastest rules ever. <clears throat> so, blood rage. What do you think this is going to sound like? Bloody. Is it going to be violent? Mean. <laughs> Angry. Is it going to be violent? You ready for turn one? Yes. It's going to be violent? It's going to be violent. <laughs> okay. Here's Why wouldn't it be? I don't know. Here's turn one. A lot of text on those. I think those were yours up front, though, weren't they? No. These are Daniel's. What about mine? These are your cards to start with. Ooh, those were some good cards. Can't wait for those to come back around. That's one of the bad parts about some drafting games when that's there's too many people and like oh I'm never going to see these cards again. Or when you see like the perfect combo in the hand you get up front and you're like great. That combo is going to be gone by the time it gets back. It sometimes, is. yeah, if it goes around, sometimes it can be, you can definitely like think way ahead and be like, hmm, I really want this card, but I'm going to take this card because I bet this, the card I really want will still be there by the time it comes back around. I'll go with that one. We're down to our last pick. Mm -hmm. I have last now, two, two more. Yeah, I have four cards <clears throat> selected. That was a bad hand that Jamie just gave me. Sorry. I'm not, happy. I'm not happy about it. I'm just letting you know. That means it's going to be amazing by the time it gets to me. <laughs> These were my cards. Ooh, see, yeah. This is what hey. I want to see. It's a rough one. I just don't, I don't trust these so much. Oh, man. Yeah, I'm glad that came back around. Woo! Oh, no. Yes. <laughs> that's, not, that's not good. Right Everything's coming up, Millhouse. Right he's, <laughs> he's too excited. Oh, my goodness. What do I got here? If I do this. I mean, that's pretty good. We'll just go with that. Yep. These two get discarded. 
<laughs> All right. I think I got my six cards. Yep. This is good. Yeah, I could have got a lot better stuff than this, but a lot of it kind of dried up. A lot of it kind of dried up. I didn't do that good though. We'll see. <laughs> I can manage. You're still gonna things. win. It's not even. <laughs> it will not. <laughs> Maybe not this round. I'm telling you, I'm in trouble. You're gonna come back. I don't know. That's what Nicole says, but I don't believe that. <laughs> Nicole will tell you that after she looks at my cards. Ironically, don't hold them out here. Enjoy two cards. <laughs> I'm going to enjoy two well, cards. Well, you ironic. <clears throat> All right. Card draft. So a card draft, you get a hand of cards, and you pick one. Mm -hmm. Then you hand all of them to the Pass person them. on your left. I love the And you card go around draft. the table like that. And so every time the cards leave your hand, you're like, please give me that card back. Please give me that card back. And what happens? You never see that card again. You never see that card again, do you? It's where dreams are crushed as fast as you pass the cards. <clears throat> what? I took a collar off. Well, so thanks for jingling, jingling extra. That jingle was actually in a coal, not that the dog. That was me. I know. You're innocent, Pep. So the uh, <laughs> it does start with a card draft, and I and I do like card drafts. Oh, I yeah. always do. Mm -hmm. I think it's cool. What other games have good card drafting? <laughs> Tides of time. Seven Wonders. Seven Wonders. Seasons. Seasons, right. Love the card draft. Card drafts are great. And this starts off with a card draft, which makes it get off on the right foot. That's right. And, of course, it sounds like it really got off well for Daniel. <laughs> and uh, let's hear Daniel's first turn and see what happens. All right, who's, you were farthest. I'm north, first. Right, right there's the Because I'm of, the most Viking-like, according <laughs> to the rule. The book. horn of first place. Sure. Well, my grandparents were 100% Norwegian, so you go ahead. Just kidding. I don't want to go first. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I will play a clan upgrade. Oh, no. So it costs <laughs> two. Right. Boom, boom. All right. When you, when I invade with any figure, you may invade with an additional warrior in that province for free. So I can throw out some little war, the little puny guys more okay. easily. All right. It cost me two. See how cool is that? That's an entire turn right mm -hmm. there. Okay? So there's not going to be a lot of downtime between players. That, that was as simple as that. Your card play, though, is really important in this game. Because now you've drafted all these cards, and you're looking at them, and there's a very, you know, when you play something is going to change how much it affects the game. Right. So if you play, for instance, a sea monster or something like that on your very last card that you can play, you know, using the last bit of glory you have... You can actually, you know, potentially take over a province and leave someone with no chance to do anything about it. So it does become really important trying to kind of poker play your hand and make sure that you don't give away what you've got until it's just right at the right time. Now, Nicole, go ahead and tell us about your Norwegians. What, my grandparents? <laughs> what does that mean to us? To me, it didn't mean a whole lot. It meant we ate lefse and rollapulse at Christmas time, mm -hmm. and they would try and make me eat pickled pig's feet, which wasn't going to happen. They actually and, brought the pig's feet in? Well, pickled the jars. They right. just brought the jarred pig's so feet. So gross. And, and lutefisk, which I never ate. What happens to a pig hoof? Like, a pig hoof is kind of solid. Does it just become kind of gooey it gelatin? It just becomes like, well, I, th I, don't, I think they take the hoof part off or something, and it's just like the foot. And it's just brined up and disgusting. Right, because like the hoof is like a fingernail. It's Big, disgusting. thick fingernail. <laughs> and my grandma would say ufta a lot. And, and 
like Norwegian nursery rhymes that I do not remember. Your mom like listens to like Christmas albums with Norway stuff. Well, I still listen to those. Unbelievable. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and we used to watch Lawrence Welk. Is, is that a Norway thing? Well, he, I think he's Norwegian. Oh, okay. I'm not sure, okay. but I mean, it was very uh, ballroomy, and maybe that's just because my grandma's old. I don't know. Right. All right. But I like Lawrence Welk. Well, there you go. Nicole and Norwegians. Now I got to look up so, Lawrence Welk. <laughs> While she does that, Jamie starts her first turn, and she uses some confusing cards. Let's hear about that. I'm also going to play a clan upgrade. I'm going to do Frigga's Uh-oh. Charm. Upgrade cards cost you one less rage to that play. That was a zero. That one cost yeah. zero. Friggin' Charm. <laughs> <laughs> Friggin' Charm. So you get for being peaceful. There you go. All right. Uh, well, your leader invades invades for free, huh? That's what that says. Does everybody say that? Yeah. Uh, it's if you play them. It, it, I don't think you, your leader doesn't invade for free. There's no way. It, it says, says it right there. Does he automatically? Words. Hold on. Um, or maybe he's the special one where if you play. This is this means I have to do a rules check jingle right rules now. Rules check. Pull, pull, out, pull out my phone and like look also. Rules check. I never figured it out before version. me. I'm so amazing at finding rules. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I thought they just talked about the... Uh, you know how many times I like pull this out and I like I'm like oh what are you gonna look at the rules book on like Google? Yeah. Or it's like no, Board Game Geek has an app. Rules. <laughs> Let's see if you can beat me. Blood up. Rage forums. Okay. It's rules. So under invading. Choose a figure in your reserve and pay rage equal to the strength. Um, I don't see anything about leaders, though. What's that? It's oh. right there. Leaders oh, wait. Also note change. that invading with your leader does not cost any rage. <laughs> Beat board game geek. Then why does he have a three? <laughs> why does he what? Then why does he have a three? Because that's how strong he is. Yeah, he's super strong. So basically, um, it means even if you're out of rage, you can, you can always at least put your leader down. All right. So I'm going to invade <coughs> with my free leader. He's Take it easy. No. Cozy next to Nicole over there. And because of my clan upgrade, I invaded with a figure so I can invade with a warrior for free. I don't like that either. Hmm. It's okay. They're just, they're nice. They don't do nothing. Got this Daniel's going to win feeling already. <laughs> I'm telling you. He's celebrating too much. It sounds like he's going to win. Probably. Something else uh, I didn't mention yet is that when you use the invasion action, which costs whatever rage equal to the strength of whatever troop you're trying to put in, uh, if you actually upgrade that troop, instead of doing it, you get an invasion for free. Right. So if you play a, one of your cards from your hand that says upgrade your warriors to two strength instead of one, you actually get to place a warrior for free, which is cool. Mm-hmm. So these turns, I, we act, actually find that at this point in the game, we're not even through the first age, and the turns start speeding up almost immediately. It seems like the game's pretty intuitive. Well, let me slow it down for a second. Yeah? He was not Norwegian. See, there you go. <laughs> but he did have the same birth date as, as my grandma has. <clears throat> But he was, like, German. But he played the accordion, which is why I probably like polka music so much. Well, there you go. You can continue now. All right. Well, Nicole, we're going to check out your turn so you get to talk some more. Here we go. 
Cost Let's... me two. Gain four glory when a ship of yours is destroyed. Ooh. So apparently I need to get a ship out there. <laughs> so, well, buddy said if you play an appropriate upgrade, you get to put out that figure. Right, so oh. you can put that out. Oh, well. And you could put it over here. I will do that. The, Are you trying to help Nicole win? The, no, that's where giant, it was going to go. The giant. Wait for the, uh, where Ragnarok's going to happen. Can only one thing go in each fjord? <laughs> yes. Yeah. Very tiny fjord. <laughs> Apparently, Jamie wanted to go there, judging from. It, it's a two door fjord. <laughs> <laughs> what? That was good. It's a sedan. <laughs> <laughs> okay, here we go. It's my turn. Okay, I don't need these cards. I'll just put those away for the moment. Uh, I just need to start doing some <clears throat> invadings. Let me see what I got here. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I like that. Hmm. I will invade. Crazy here. I'll it invade. It hasn't even started. I know. I'll invade there for one. All it right. has started. I'm going to get my sea serpent out. Person. Whoa. Heck yeah. What thing? Oh, oh gosh. <laughs> That's what you get. I didn't do nothing. <laughs> All right. Pay <laughs> your three rage. Uh. <laughs> Six minus three. It's two. Uh, <laughs> if you say so. Wait, wait, wait. I only have to pay two. Why? Upgrade oh. cards cost you one less rage to play. Nice. <sighs> Rig and upgrade. <laughs> <laughs> so Jamie is doing a good job at messing with Daniel right now, getting into his provinces, because in this game, there's three rounds, and... Uh, that you play over the course of the of the entire game, and you start with the provinces empty, and every round you actually, or right with the start of the game, you fill up all these provinces with these bonus tokens that are randomized every game. Mm -hmm. And they regain these bonuses in between rounds. Uh, but once you get a bonus, it's like you, you get to upgrade something on your, your clan track. Like maybe you're going to get more guys on the board per turn because you're limited. Maybe yes. you're going to get more actions or, or rage. Every turn, maybe you're going to gain more glory when you win battles every turn. <clears throat> so that's kind of what these things do. And so basically you get that by pillaging. Well, if you occupy the same space, when you, you can kind of like fight someone. When they pillage, they have to fight you too. So they may not get that effect. Their pillaging effect may result in you getting the clan upgrade instead. So... So you're taking a chance when you pillage. Right, so you try to get the majority really early, and, it, and it's all based on troop strength. Like your leader's strength is three, your basic warrior's strength is one, your boat strength is two if you're in like a little harbor next to a region. And there's a bunch of monsters in the game slash heroes or whatever that, that uh, have various strengths as well. They're all individuals. But let's see how that goes down right here because we're just about to hear First Blood. I'm going to invade with my leader and then... Oh my god! Alright, I'm going to... I'm going <laughs> to pillage. That's direct contention. What I'm is gonna, that called? So pay Must zero. Alright, I'm going to pillage. I'm going to pillage that zone then. That's right, fine. and you've got six points and you've got She's six got six points, points right. as well. All right, so we each play a card. <clears throat> right, you guys can play down a card to modify it, like one of your red cards. But if you could play a, one of the other ones as like a bluff uh probably i'm like sure a zero. I, I mean it's a zero you could probably bluff i'm sure why not i'm not even gonna look that up that sounds fair to me okay that's my red card mm -hmm. oh all right 
This card has the same value as the highest revealed enemy card. Well, mine is a zero. That's fine. So we both have zero. Right. So we both have six. What does yours say? What is? It says if you lose, steal one rage from the winning player. I have the Loki. Loki's. Yeah, okay, I think I think that one. the uh, pillaging player might win ties. Is the is the bad news for you? It says resolution. The highest strength uh, is the winner, <laughs> but. In case of a tie, the winner of the battle wins. must discard any they played. The loser takes all of them back. In the case of a tie, all participating players lose the battle. Ooh. Oh, you guys all lose. So we get our cards back. <laughs> yes, and everything goes to Valhalla. Sweet. Even this guy? Yes. He died right. in the battle. So nobody gets the little... Right, you don't pillage. That was rough. It's okay. Well, okay, now's my turn <laughs> to clear the board. That's good for us. Handshake deal? Good. Nicole and I have a handshake deal. Whose turn is it? Yours. Can I pillage if I'm alone? Yeah. All right, so both lose. Both lose that. Now, you hear that the declaration uh, happens, then cards are played for various effects, because there's stuff that, like, give you plus whatever strength. Uh, he had something where his strength card was equal to her strength card, etc., so there's a lot that can happen during that. You can fake play cards that actually don't add strength. Like we decided that you can bluff, and I'm pretty sure that is part of the game. Uh, You're pretty sure? <laughs> I'm pretty sure. I mean, why wouldn't you? Why wouldn't you be able to kind of bluff people like that? You if, really don't know? I don't know. That's how you told us we were supposed to play. No, I said, I said, I don't know, but that's how I would like to play. Oh, my goodness. If that's not in the game, that's a serious error in the design of the game. I'm sure it's in the game. It better be, because so, that's how we played it. Losers go off of the actual main map, and they go to a separate board called Valhalla. And I can't remember what the picture is on Valhalla. Is it like a little weird rainbow? Oh, I don't know. <laughs> it doesn't look anything like Valhalla is described in Viking lore. But anyways, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Valhalla, they basically, they basically go to the afterlife. And you don't have to worry about that, because every age, Valhalla's gates open up when Ragnarok happens and destroys a province, and all of your troops are going to come back into your reserves. Cool, right? Right. Now, a couple of things to note is that the surrounding provinces are able to, like, like people who have warriors in surrounding provinces where a pillaging effect happens can then move their guys in. If it's an adjacent province, they can move guys into that pillaging province to try to bolster their own troops. Uh, <clears throat> and also, the winners discard their cards that they played. Right. Losers get to take their cards back. So the winners Which, like I didn't like that as much. I love that. Oh, you would. <laughs> I love that because it means that you know, yeah, great. You might have this super trump card, but guess what? My adequate card now just becomes the trump card later on because you probably don't have two super trump cards. Yeah, it's really cool. It balances the game. Yeah, yeah. it's neat. I like that <laughs> idea. So Jamie ends this round or this age really strong. Let's listen to that. I'm gonna do a monster upgrade. It says, so it's going to make it so it costs no rage to upgrade or invade. It costs two, but I have upgrade cards cost you one less rage to play. So I'm at zero rage, but now I have no rage to upgrade or invade. Dwarf Chieftain. Oh, you got the Dwarf Chieftain. He mm -hmm. He's a new monster. So you get to put him down. Yay. This is the dwarf right here. No, oh, whichever. You get to put him... <laughs> I get to put him wherever I want? Yeah, he gets to invade right now. But he doesn't cost... I guess he... 
what is it he doesn't cost to upgrade? There's, there's now no cost to, to upgrade no anything. No range to upgrade or invade anything. Wow. Automatic. Mm. That sounds crazy tough. Well. <laughs> so he didn't... So he doesn't cost any rage to put him to put this card down right. or to invade with him. So you didn't pay you, you didn't pay anything. No. That's right. That's a free dwarf. Free monster. Yeah. Right there at the end of the game. That's what I was talking about when I said that there were, you save your good cards for like sort of a end of the end of the age curveball. Uh, so at the end of round one, we destroyed a province and we found that Daniel had exploited the Loki quest card, which gave him glory for having troops in Valhalla. So all those fights he was doing, he was losing on purpose and trying to lose them. And he took age one soundly, right. score-wise. He really did really well. Now, we're kind of wise to him when we go into round two, but we've all received new cards at this point. A new province has been designated as being destroyed this round. And Nicole, you are already starting problems. What's new? I'm gonna pillage where I'm at. Whoa. Get her, Daniel. Before you get too nuts on me. I'm not okay. going in there. You wanna put your guy in there? I'm not going in there. Put <laughs> guy in there. Whoa! <laughs> no, that's your Valkyrie. What does she do? <laughs> She's got a she... two. And she gets two glory for every enemy destroyed in battle. Oh, okay. Well, okay. I'm good. Oh, he's going to steal your rage again. <laughs> I have one to your three. <clears throat> so I'll play this. I'll play this card. <laughs> Don't look at what the back of this card is. <laughs> oh, no. He's covering up the page. <laughs> So whatever card I play, I'm just losing out. Yeah, unless you have like a negative three card. You're going to get the pillage effect. Unless you have a negative three. That'd be amazing. Negative three. It's called lay on, it's the lay on your sword card. Well, obviously this one I don't care about it that much. So you lose. I win. He gets a rage from you so again. So you lose a rage. And he gains and I one. I get a rage. Uh, this Outrageous. guy dies. You get an X. <laughs> So you do get... Oh, and you get... Right, and I get my I glory get, for winning the last one, yeah. too. So yeah, I get four, so and she get gets four. Five. two. Oh, she gets seven, and I get four. Well, do I get that... You got two for destroying his guy, plus you got five for your axes. But I raised it for winning. Oh, so, oh, so I, one, one back. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And I get four. So it kind of felt like Daniel wanted to lose, doesn't it? Mm-hmm. Like, maybe he's playing the same strategy as the first turn. Mm-hmm. I wonder. I wonder. Well, that... He got to keep <clears throat> one card... Right. ...from the previous round that carries over into right. the next round. Right. So, in the back of these cards, designate which age they are from. Right. So, so it's really obvious. Kept... Which is kind of a flaw in the game, I guess. I, I would think so. Given that, that you don't... You, you shouldn't... I mean, obviously, we... He had one card left at the end of that first age, and we knew what it was. Yeah. And so he's playing that same card again in the next age and acting like it's a random card. But, of course, we see the back of it's age one, and we're like, oh, great. Yeah. It's Gee, that same Loki playing. card again. <laughs> <laughs> Who thinks he's smart? Right. So Daniel does pretty well there. He does. I'm sure he's playing exactly into the same strategy he played first turn. And these battles get way more complex from here. There. I'm going to initiate pillaging in uh, Gimli. 
So Wait, you guys. Wait, the dwarf in? Yes, it is. <laughs> Gim- gonna... Gimle. I'm going in. Nicole? <clears throat> I will also go in. All right, so we got a three-way battle. We all know what Daniel's going to put down. Well. He's got two points in there right now. I got two. You each have one. <laughs> All right. Okay, I got Loki's back. Uh, I played the wrong card. I have Loki's trickery. If you lose, still okay, great but... to the winning player. First, discard all revealed cards. I gain glory equal to the total strength revealed. So I gain zero. But... So wait, the... so we don't get our special powers now? Well, what do your powers do? Is it about the, somebody winning? It's if you lose, steal two glory from the winning person. Yes, yeah, so, if so you nobody's... Lose, steal one rage from the winning so player. So nobody's won or lost yet. Because so we, we haven't compared yeah, strengths. We, we just all... revealed cards. And these all these cards go discard away. Discard all revealed cards. Right. Unfortunately, I got no points for that because we all revealed zeros. Oh, that's not... <laughs> but you still get the pillage and you destroy us. No, and then it said play new cards. Oh. Play new cards? Yeah, so we'll play oh, well, strength cards sucks. again. Oh, that sucks. I totally don't want that. Oh, wait. You may play this card after all players' battle cards are revealed. Can I do that? Yes, you could play that. You could play that, but we're still going to play new cards. Well, then never mind. So I probably wouldn't. Well, I'm not doing that Because <laughs> you can do it after. I'm not doing it. I agree. <laughs> so I, I totally play. didn't play a strength card. I skipped it. Can you do that? Yeah. Yeah. We said we could bluff. Yeah, you can bluff. You can play a. Do you want to play a bluff instead? <laughs> I think she's playing. Too what late. She played. I'll play that. Whatever. Did you do his backstab to steal glory I did, from her? I did the back, backstab. Okay. So. So what are you stealing from me now? Glory. So we lose. Right. I so go to Valhalla. You go to Valhalla. My guys go to Valhalla. My special card is if I lose, I steal two glory from the winning player. Boo. Boom, boom. I'm brown. Like the little poop that you are. No, I'm just oh, kidding. no. Uh, I initiated I mean, that. that. <laughs> I initiated that so nothing happens. So I don't get anything. So you don't get anything. I don't get my card. You lose your card. This game's kind of sucky sometimes. <laughs> I'm losing. I just want everybody to see that. Not by much. It, by it swings fast. Look how many points Nicole I got have, like in turn like, one. No cards left. Okay, Did that you was. Pick up the one that said you get yeah, but now it's your blue. turn and you can. Nobody right. can contest you, could, you if you You pillage. can pillage it right now and no one can stop you. And you'll get a rage automatically. She already has a lot of rage. Well, I have no choice. That's going to cost me, though, isn't it? No, no it's free. Nothing. Yep, I will do yeah, that. just do that Thank now. Thank you. I'll take a rage. By the way, something... You upgrade oh, your rage sorry. track. Something yeah. I haven't pointed out about upgrades, uh, if you look at your little thing, you get extra glory at yeah. the end of the game if you reach certain is levels. That? Sorry. Is that if all three uh, are no, in that range? No, per track. Oh, wow. I did not know that. Thanks for pointing that out halfway through the game. So... Typical Fred. Hey, okay. no, we're halfway done. Here's this rule. You know, it didn't really affect anybody yet. Everybody had upgraded <laughs> as much as possible, and everybody knew what upgrading did. They just didn't know that there were victory points. I don't think anyone forgoed upgrading their 
character. You never know. I'm sure of it. They might have. Uh, So there was no winning in this battle. No. Really complex. And I knew I wouldn't win when I went into it. But it sounds like uh, he forced a loss for himself again. Again. And got rid of our bonus cards for losing cards. Because we had like these cards that would like if we lost. Because we both knew we were going to. We would get some sort of bonus off of him. Like steal glory from him. And he got rid of all of those at the same time. Mm -hmm. And yes, on your clam board, you you have the three upgradable stats. Like I said, rage... Which equals action points, axes is what they're listed at, that equals glory, and horns that equals the figures on your map. You start at six, uh, six rage, three axes, and four uh, horns, which means that you are allowed four figures on the map. You get three glory per uh, battle you win, and you get six action points every turn. But after you upgrade six times per category, you're able to get ten uh, figures on the map, eight glory for winning a battle, and 12 action points during the turn. On the fourth upgrade that you do, you would get 10 glory per category per one of those three that is at level four or, or above. Right. Uh, if you hit level six, that doubles and becomes 20 points per category. Right? Sure. So you have three categories. If you get them upgraded six times a piece, you'll get 20 points for each one. So 60 points is on the line right there. So I think at this point, we have this game down. So let's hear how that sounds, all right? Okay. Sitting around a campfire. <laughs> Hanging out, having chatting, s'mores. Chatting with Fred's chick. <laughs> I know. It's, it's all my dudes. There's chatting uh, up that one six girl. of my dudes. <laughs> it's just Fred's not Fred's one woman and just a sea serpent sitting over here. <laughs> It's Valhalla. It's a really nice place. It's like Tantera. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> All right. That was my turn. Nicole. Nicole, what do you do? You still have rage left? I Yeah, but what do I do with it? <laughs> you got lots of guys to put out. I can't put any out. What do you mean? There's I, lots of spaces to put things out. Limit of figures on the map. Oh, you I have guess. four figures on the map. I might have more than I'm supposed one, to. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. I'm you have to oh six. my gosh! One, two, I have eight. Two, three, four, five, six, seven. Oh my goodness! So those are your last two. I just cheated. So I get these two rage back, I guess, because I can't put them out. I, I didn't take. I only have space for one person. I did take one rage back. But. So if I had, if I was going to do that instead, I would march this person in here. And then I would probably would have marched another person into there like that. So that'll get me kind of balanced because that's what I really wanted to do. I just have all the people there. Yeah. Yeah. See? See? I am seeing. So are we saying, well, that was your turn. Though. That was my turn that he just took. <laughs> no, no. I just I just basically made me right, so, fair again. Well, then I march my little yet. dude from over there you over red. to here, please. There you go. Does that cost a rage? It does. I spent it. I had the one left, and that was it. Oh, I was. Yeah. Yes. I wasn't accusing you of anything. I was just like, oh, my for myself. I was like, I like oh, to that cost rage to do. Honest, yes, Fred. it does. I'm sorry. I didn't realize I was cheating. <laughs> okay, so full disclosure: this is my first game of this. Uh huh. And and I was trying to remember all that stuff. It said it right on the board. It wasn't right. even like it was in the rule book. Right, it, it was, was on, on the, board. the board. Right, and I forgot that the it was thing there. That's in front of you the whole time you're playing. Look, you have the glory, and you'd like to put every guy you have into play. And I just didn't really think about it. I thought for some reason I kept thinking that would balance, that's but now I'm remembering track. that I upgraded rage a couple times in the first age, and I didn't upgrade my uh, my horns. Right. So I ended. 
<laughs> don't don't write me. <laughs> I must have upgraded them a little bit because I was supposed to have six on the board, not four. So I had upgraded a couple times at that point. Yeah. But yes, my apologies. It didn't change anything. I got caught before it made a real difference in scoring or any maybe. pillaging happened. We, no, we'll no, maybe. Know. No, it's For true. Sure. I can listen to it. It didn't change anything. Okay. <laughs> okay. You were the next person to go. So the totals going into age three are what we're going to hear right now. So Ragnarok happens. And everybody gets three points for whoever gets destroyed in this area right here. So, and you get a bonus. Get a bonus. I get times two. I get six points okay, per guy destroyed. Okay, let's do one at a time because I'm getting confused, Jeff. Okay, so I get uh, 18 points. Why do you get 18? Because I get double the glory for being destroyed in Ragnarok. So you get six times six. three. So I get 18 points. So I go up to 41. <clears throat> Nicole, or get, Jamie. I get three plus. So I get 11 because I have eight when my ship is destroyed. Whoa. 36. Uh, I get three. And Nicole gets I get three. three. Yeah. Okay. I'll keep that. And now this has been completely obliterated. Okay. And we then go to release Valhalla so everybody gets their figs back. <clears throat> How cool was it? The entire board. I know. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I have the Loki domains upgrade, so I get a glory for each figure release. So one, two, oh three, God. four, five, six, seven, He's eight, win nine. With this. So I get another nine. So you're forty-nine tied with Nicole. Yeah. Boo. <laughs> Nicole. <laughs> All right. So our next place that's going to be blown up is Utgard, which Utgard. is right here, oh. and you've already got it on oh, lockdown. Maybe I'll just stay there. <laughs> oh man, blind luck. That was really lucky. That's rough. Yikes. Nicole, you're the only person who can stop her. I can't do anything. Yeah, you're going to get the best card in the world. In <laughs> so in round, or in age two, Daniel does the exact same thing as age one. He exploits the Loki thing, which gets him a point for all the guys who come back from Valhalla and uh, losing battles, but not gaining quite as much as he did in age one. And you made a huge comeback and tied up with him. Now, as the final age was beginning, though, Jamie has gotten really lucky and has like a total wad of guys in this space that she needs to have them in in right. order for Ragnarok like to occur. She's the only one, and it's full. Right. It's it's not. I mean, there's no full, but I mean, it's got it's got tons. No, is, is there no, spaces? No, it's full. There was You're four right. spaces, and she had a guy. In right. Because each, each of, of these four. provinces actually have a certain number of spaces right. that can You're be filled. Right. You're limited. Right. So, and I had uh, I had like a sea serpent. I thought something. No, I had my boat in the fjord. So I was the only one that could do anything against her. Right. Right. And I wasn't going to be able to beat her. She had, she was too powerful. Well, we draft cards again, so we don't know that. And every card is uh, upgrading, kind of becoming more powerful as we go through the ages. Now, one thing I haven't mentioned is that center space of Yggdrasil. Yggdrasil is the life tree in Viking lore. Uh, and this center space awards an upgrade for all of your stats. Like every single one of them goes up one, but you cannot invade there. You have to march from a surrounding province into that area. And at age three, with all those points on the line, it becomes very contested as we all struggle to try to get our stats like all filled up completely. Okay, well, I'm going to pillage Yggdrasil. Oh my goodness. That's fine, you can have it. Well... Oh. I'm just assuming it goes clockwise of like determining. I'm just telling you, I'm not fighting you. 
You got one guy over there. I do. I'm going in. I know that, but go ahead. It's not going to do any good. Just... Unless you want him to die. What do you mean, want him to die? If, unless you want this guy to die. Unless there's... it's like one of your things. Or like he's you want to the... be in that battle for some reason. He's had the glory of death thing for a while. Yeah, I don't get any points for any of that, though. I don't have your fanciness. Mm. Mm. So... Fancy schmancy. Staying out of it or going in? Or do you, you know... What benefit would I have for going in knowing if your guy not... would you just die. cards that gave you points for... Right, okay, no. No, I'm just thinking like other than that, plus, other than death. Plus okay. than getting to put other people on the board. Yeah. All right, Jamie, you're like not, Jamie, not, you're not no. coming in. No, All right, so Fred and I are really... again fighting for Yggdrasil, a simple two turns. I thought he already won that. Yeah, oh, but I didn't pillage. He pillaged. He did. Never mind. Now I'm pillaging. So seven to an eight. Is that where we're at? Is this your? What is this? That's my leader. That's your leader. Yep. So yeah, what's this guy? This guy's. Three. That guy's three. So you have seven, and I have eight. Yeah. Oh, sorry. Yeah, you guys aren't worth two. Oh, I know you got chunky cards over there. Okay. Okay, I'm going with that one. I'm playing a. Discard all revealed cards. Okay, so that includes I, yours? Yeah, and I gain glory equal to the total strength revealed. So I have two. zero, you have two, so I get two. These are discarded. And that and makes you one point no, up. No, and then we play again. We do? This is this, I played this card earlier. Oh. And then we play cards again. Okay. All right, I've left. I have plus five. So you win. I go to game. here. And you do successfully upgrade all that stuff. All right, so I have my Frost Giant in Yggdrasil, so I get everything twice. So oh my one, god, two. so you just got wow. 30 on everything. Do you think Daniel cheats? My leader is there. I didn't realize that much was on the my line, or I could have played so higher than that. I get to that. raise one of my clan stats by one. This is insane. Wow. So I didn't I just, realize that that was going to happen. I just maxed out all my stats. I don't think. I know, I'm only ahead by like... Oh, and I win the battle. Oh, crap. So, yeah, no. before that happened, I was here, mm -hmm. so I get six. Well, <laughs> my lead. I'm ahead by two! All right, Nicole, it's your yeah, turn. Yeah, it's not going to help. Right, I think that's the collective nail in the coffin for us. Yeah. Uh, Daniel maxed all of his stats out, and no one else is going to even have that chance at all at this point. He right. had played a card that added, not only did it... He upgrade with that, but then he did that upgrade again, you know, with a card play, and it just paid off huge for him. But I will give it up for him. The third age, Daniel did not play the Loki strategy. Yeah. He was not going for putting people in Valhalla. He went full-on aggressive, I'm going to control these areas on the board. Yeah. So uh, this is the end of the game. We'll see what it sounds like. That was quest. Right. Boom. Ragnarok blows Jamie up. Jamie gets a bunch of points. Yeah. Jamie goes up well, I get four. Sixteen plus she goes up twelve. Sixteen eight. plus eight. So twenty four. Twenty four points. Wow. Ten. Twenty. Wow. Wow. That, that was really good. I think I'm gonna be dead last in this game <laughs> by a I don't, while. I think I'm gonna be dead last, don't worry. Mm -hmm. All right. What else then, do we have? Uh, release from Valhalla. Well, I have a special card, oh, so I get another five points. Yeah, I don't get anything. 
Did I even get my points whenever I won the battle versus Daniel? I think I did. Don't worry about it. Mm-hmm. All right. Up. So then stats. I get another 60. I get 20. Oh, that means you win, I'm sure. You get 139. So I'm one less. Yeah. 139. <clears throat> and I get, uh, I get 10 points less than I got. So I would get 50 more points, which is 123. You hear long arms. <laughs> the table's so ginormous. 40 points. See, I told you I'm going to be last. 40 plus 89 is 129. 129. She's going to beat me. Oh, and a yeah, cold. Yeah, and I only get 20. You get 20. You're at 91. It's a pretty big so spread. Daniel wins. That doesn't surprise me at all. No, I know. <laughs> Don't that worry, Daniel. Cheaty pants card You're... of his. My goodness. <laughs> you played like you played so hard in that Loki the it whole does, time. It does what? say Loki cheaty pants card. I know. <laughs> I saw that. Oh, the well, Loki were you always at awful. four or however many you were? Yeah, they in? would die like okay. all the time. Congratulations, Daniel. Mm-hmm. In your cheaty pants Loki card. I mean, he especially. I mean, the first two rounds, I think he kind of played par, but that last round was exquisite. He's he's a really good gamer. Like that was that was amazing. You know what's disgusting? What? Not only is he a really good gamer, but he's fun to play with, so you can't even be mad about it. Oh, I'm mad at it. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I'm not. <laughs> but so uh, that is Blood Rage. Mm-hmm. Uh, so what did you like about Blood Rage, Nicole? You're fun to play with too, baby. I'm just. I saying. am not. <laughs> I am not. Um, what did I like? I. Love the miniatures. Yeah. Oh my goodness, they're so cool looking. What's funny is is it doesn't really play like they're not necessary at all. You could have just colored cubes that yeah. represent these troops, so they're not necessary at all. But they come with these like nice pop on pop off little colored bases, uh-huh. so, so that you, you know can make them yours. any players like any. You can play different colors for everybody. I think I just popped them on and left them on at this point, but yeah. you know. At the same time, they come with these colored bases so you can tell whose characters are what. They're totally unnecessary. And they it's not like there's a generic warrior for every single guy. Like for every clan. Right. There's two models for yeah. every single clan. So there's yeah. eight individual warrior, just your base troop designs in this. Then you have a leader. Plus you have an, a unique leader uh-huh. who has a different colored banner. Plus you have a boat that looks exactly the same, except it has a different color sail. Mm-hmm. But that that's, that's amazing. And they could have got, had like, colored little... cubes and instead they have these awesome when you've got miniature special designs. character miniatures too. Like I had right. my Valkyrie. She was a special miniature. Right. And the sea monster was a special Yeah, and you one. get, and I mean, you get some of them that look like little heroes. Uh-huh. And then you get some of them that are these great big monsters. And they're they all are unique. They the all board. have different powers. <laughs> and, and, you, and once they're yours, they're yours the rest of the game. So it's not like they get killed and they go away. Like yeah. normally a game like this would handle it like that. Yeah. Like they would say, oh, well, you get a sea serpent. But if it ever dies, it's lost forever. Sea serpents don't grow on trees. In this game, sea serpents grow on trees. Yig yourself. <laughs> right. The tree of life. That's right. <laughs> so I really like the miniatures as well. What else you like? Um, Don't cheat off my list. What are you doing? Oh, shut up and you and your list. <laughs> no, um, I, I like the, the drafting mechanic. That's always been a favorite of right? mine. I enjoy that. I Me think too. It's, it's, just, it's fun kind of getting a chance to see what's out there. 
Right. And then yet still passing it on. So, I mean, you kind of have an idea of what other people are going to have and what you're mm-hmm. up against. But at the same time, you have no idea. Right. And that's just that's just fun. I think uh, one of the things I like, other than, I mean, I like the card drafting, I like the miniatures. What I really like about this game is this game is an area control game. And it's done right. It's done with no dice. You're doing a little bit of card play. But for the most part, I f- you feel like you're in control of what's going on. And you're able to affect the board. Right. You know, as opposed to just being like, okay, well, roll your dice and see if all my planning's for nothing. I should win based on my planning, and I don't because the dice were not good. Mm-hmm. That's, that's devastating. You I know? know, you don't like that. Personally, dice. I hate that. I know. In area control games. I don't mind war games. That's what's weird. Because you're weird. But I, I despise area control games where dice decides the, the difference between winning and losing. And this game does it right. You just count points. It's very simple. You either have this strength or you have that strength. If you have this strength, you win. If you have that, you don't. Right. You know, you play a little cards. You maybe have a secret thing. It kind of gives it that, uh, and this is weird, but it gives it that cosmic encounter sort of feel. It does. Think about it. I don't like cosmic encounter. I don't care, but think about what you're doing. You're putting, in cosmic encounter, you're putting ships down and you're playing a strength card with it. Mm -hmm. In this game, you're doing the exact same thing. It feels like cosmic encounter, the Viking game, a little bit. Mm, Only good. (laughs) But you're, and and you can also (laughs) call on neighboring provinces to help in the fight. Yeah, that's true. Spots, they don't necessarily side with you, so there's, there's a difference like that. You're not... Everybody's not They're taking certainly not helping you. this side or that side. They're going to take their own They're side all, all the, always. Yeah. But it does give a chance for everybody to jump in during a battle. And, I mean, it's very Cosmic Encounter-y. Mm. But I really think it works good in here as opposed to Cosmic Encounter, where exactly. I think it works okay. Yeah. <clears throat> so, I think the length feels right. Yes. For it the, was not a super long game. The, now, we did, we did record for about two hours. It was yeah. almost two hours. But I know if we played again... That game would be under 90 minutes for four players. Right. Because we which, know how to play now. Which, for what we were doing every turn, feels really like the right amount of time. Yeah. Like, it didn't feel long to me, and I felt like I got a good experience out mm-hmm. of it. Never felt bored. Like I said, those individual player turns keep the game moving really well. Um, <coughs> what else did you like? I like the quests. Yeah. That you could have, like, specific, indiv- right. like, individual quests. My, what, what was mine? I had to have... Uh, Majority in just one of the yellow provinces or in the yellow area. Right, in the entire region. Right. Right. So every turn, you can, as an option, play one of these things down. It costs you no no rage at all, and you can play down a card. It's a quest. And you play and it, it and face down. Nobody else knows what your right. quest is. And at the end of every age, you flip your face up all your quests that you had, and if you meet the requirements for those, you get the victory points for those, yeah. for that quest. Which was just another, you know, avenue for generating glory. Right. Which was cool. Um, (laughs) I like that there's different strategies to win. I mean, truly. That's just another one of those kind of things where I can claim a province and gain glory points. I can just battle people and get glory points. I can get glory from returning from Valhalla. I can get glory for being blown up during Ragnarok. There's so many ways to generate points in this. It's kind of wide open. Yeah. And, And even though I felt... Daniel was dominating us really bad. I don't feel like the point spread was that great. I mean, if I had, you know, if I was able to stop him doing one of one one of his big moves, it would have completely changed the the player order at the end of the game. Yeah, for sure. Um, I think that it's. I really like how it's unique that when you are playing each age, you're not feeling like when your guys die, it's this devastating thing. 
It didn't feel like your guys being killed, which is what Vikings do when they slam into each other in battle, they all come back at the beginning of the next age. And no other game really feels like that that I know of, where I can just slam guys in and they're all getting destroyed and at the beginning of the next turn I have all my guys again. Yeah. You didn't like that? That part bothered me just Whoa, because... Oh, that's the part I like the most. No, I think it's cool, but I have to wrap my <clears> head around the bad being good. That's when I, that was, when we, on last episode with Portal. Right. You know, the whole cake thing. Cake is supposed <coughs> to be such a good thing, but the cake screwed me over and trying to kill off my people right. ended up being a good thing. And that's counterintuitive to me. So with this, trying to, you know, take a, a method where I'm going to want my guys to die. Like every single time one of my guys would die, it felt like a bad thing. And then I'd realize, oh, wait, I'm getting points. Right. Well, dumb an idiot. So now it was just counterintuitive to right. me. There's a couple of expansions for this. Now, I haven't I have no desire to buy them really? really right now. I don't know. There's there's a God's expansion that like gives oh, you some sort like of thing players, and then it? there's like one expansion that like gives you another faction. Yeah. So it I expands your player count to 5. We don't need the 5 player. <laughs> right, cuz I think it plays pretty good at 4. No, yeah. I don't want to add a fifth player. No, I don't need to add a fifth player. Um, but one thing I would like them to use an expansion. This is my only real dislike of the game is each age has its own deck of cards and they are almost identical to each other every card effect every total everything in there is just the same only increased to a slightly more level. devastating level right yeah. so in, in the first round this strength card would be a 10 but if i laid out all the age two cards and, and lined them up i could find the match and how they matched them up and they just repeated over and over and over again and there, yeah, there could right. have been a lot more variety because it felt like, you know, Daniel had that exploit your glory when he loses Loki card. Well, there was one just like it in the second age, and you got two glory instead of one glory. Right. Same thing with, like, I had a, a if my boat got destroyed right. uh, in age two, I got eight points. And then if it happened, like, in age three, I had that same card, right. and it got destroyed, and I got, like, ten points. Right. So, yeah, I agree. So I think that card variety is one of the things they could really concentrate on if they ever want to do I, I absolutely, in a heartbeat, would buy a card expansion right. for this game. But you're right. Yeah, I remember you telling me that it was just a, another player expansion, and I don't, I don't care about that well, part so Well, like, there were two of them. There's one where you get these four god figurines, and they allow... There's like some sort of global effect that affects the entire game when you use that god yeah. and that god can land on the board and you know screw up these provinces yeah which is once again going to end up with the you're wanting to die to get the points aspect of the game which right. can, just blew my mind all right nicole so. what would you say the difficulty of teaching a non-gamer this game is <clears throat> i'm gonna go with i mean other than just uh keeping track of your stats and stuff. I'm actually right. going to go with a three. I didn't think it was that hard. Right. I'd say three as well. I mean, there's some base ideas of board gaming that, that aren't found in common board games, like, uh -huh. like the draft and like those card interactions that would be a little bit hard to grasp. But I think that overall it's, it's a pretty, I wouldn't say entry level, but it's, it's, it's a nice second step game yeah. for someone who's done a card drafting game before. Yeah. And I think even with the card drafting, you could do like a dummy <laughs> hand the first round. Right. And then, uh, and then do it again just to kind of, you know, here's how a drafting works. Okay, now you've ended up with these cards. Right. And then start over, and it doesn't take that much time to kind of give somebody the gist of how that works. Right. So what would you give this game out of five? 
I really want to give it a five, but the lack of variety in those cards is making me downgrade to a four. Right. Because I feel like if I play it too many times, I would get bored with those cards. Right. I'm going to give it a four as well. I don't think there, for me personally, there is enough storyline variety or any kind of narrative that's really going to come out in this game if I play it multiple times. It's going to feel very similar. It's a good game, and it's solid in all ways. I just don't see very much narrative coming out of it other than, oh, yeah, remember you got that sea monster or you got that other monster, the big troll or whatever. That's about the only narrative that's going to come out other than I placed warriors and we fought each other and someone got blown up. Right. So that's the only reason I give it a four instead of a five. Right. Okay? So that is Blood Rage. Now, we are nearing the end of this episode, but before we do that, we do have some answers. So, you know the Daniel we just heard in that episode? Daniel posted this on our guild, and I wanted to address it. He posted, Listening to the podcast has made me want to rate my games, something I had not really bothered to think about in the past. But first, I obviously had to come up with my with my criteria for rating. I agree with Fred that a 1 to 5 system is fine. Very wise. But- <laughs> <laughs> but for me, I added a thought that if I could magically have a perfect group of available for any game I could pick, how likely would I be to pull that game out? So <clears throat> his one is this. Now, this is very similar to what we believe in this one through five. I did mine too. So you Okay, so in one, he says, one would be he would never play this game. He would rather go home than play it. And that's, that's what I meant. One is, is uh, I don't really want to play this game. My one is, I hate this game. Let's sell it today. Okay. Mine is, I don't want this game. I don't want to play it. Okay. Pass. I'll, I'll go stand in the corner. You know? <laughs> Number two, he says, I will only play this game if someone else suggests it or demands it. My number two is, I really don't like this game. Can we play something else? But I will play it if that's what everyone in the group's doing, and I'm going to ruin the good times if I do. Or if I don't. My number two is, I didn't hate this game, but I don't think I like the game, so let's keep it for now, but if I play it a game and it goes like it did this time, then we really need to sell it. My number two is a sell. Number one and number two for me is get it out of the game room. My two is I need to give it one more shot before I sell it. Well, there you go. We're a little different. I know. Number three. (laughs) He says, I can see myself maybe pulling this game out. It's okay. For me, a number three is a just, it's a staple game, and it's a game that I enjoy enough that it's going to stay in the collection, and if I can apply it to the right group, I, I'm, I should have it. That, that's what it is. For me, I'm pretty close. I, my three is, this game was fun. If you ask me to play it again, I probably will, but it's not likely to be one that I'm going to suggest to play. Yeah. Like I said, mine is purely, I'm going to use this to complement whatever group I'm playing with. Right. So number four, he says, I can see myself frequently pulling this game out. It's good. 
A number four for me is a game that I'm pretty much willing to play almost any time anyone wants to play it, and I'm probably going to suggest it very readily. Like, I will tell someone, oh, you have to try this game. It's good. Mine is, this game is really fun. Let's play it again next week. Oh. You're, like, ready to play it in seven days. In seven days. (laughs) Number five, he says, uh, I have to be reminded that the other games exist. Otherwise, I would always pull this game out. It's great. Uh, and I would say it's it's a game that jumps out at you. Every time you look at the shelf, you immediately see that game. And, and you kind of desire it. There's something in your belly that tells you you want to play this game. And every time, you, every time you go over your shelf, it feels like that even if it might be work, it would feel so, like such a joy to play it. You know, to, to reread the rules or get it out and set it up. And you would and, and li- a lot of these games that are like this, I might even be willing to play by myself. <laughs> That's how much I like them. Okay. And it's a definite keeper. Obviously, this is one I can't see ever selling. You know, right. That's what a number five would be. Yeah. All right. Mine is this <clears throat> game rules. No pun intended. Game rules. Get it? Uh, I love this game. <laughs> Can we play it again? Right now. Whoa. Not next week. All right. Now, uh, he says that his magical game, or his magical group caveat, is because there are certain group or games that are good only with certain groups. I don't think that it is the game's fault, thus its rating shouldn't suffer because of that. And then he's only giving it because of a personal taste and how much fun he finds the game. Uh, He remembers seeing a post by Rado, the game run-through YouTuber, who doesn't give a numerical rating. He said that if he did one, he would have a run one through four and an NA option for games that just aren't for him. I mean, I would probably say, he said, would you give an NA for any game? I mean, any game I gave a one to would be an NA. Because I, I don't find anything appealing. And most of the time it's like, I go, I don't even find this to be a game. No, I, I kind of went from a different approach on this. My opinion on this, you and I, our podcast, I, I I feel like we're more doing this for an entertainment value. Yes, right. we give our reviews, but they're purely opinions. We are not, we don't review all the hot new games. Rado is like, he's showing you how to play and reviewing every right. single game, giving you like an in-depth review. And he gets tons of like free stuff right. from the publishers. Right. A game is so not going to come in our collection unless we're already mildly interested in the, exactly. in the theme or something. There's not, we've not had any free games. We pay for all of them. <clears throat> right. So we're, there's no NA to that. Right. An NA for me is I haven't played that game. Thus, I can't give it a rating. Mm-hmm. I, I'm not ever going to rate a game that I've not at least tried. Right. Um, but for him, I mean, I could see where it might be, a, it might be problematic to rate a game as a one when he got it for free and maybe that publisher won't give him any more because, you know, well, you hated my last one, so screw you, you don't get it, you know? Right. So I get why he wouldn't do it. But for us, I mean, we... I, I hate to think that I would offend somebody with my opinion because my opinion's valid, just like yours is. So... Right. That's kind of where I come from on that. Okay. Well, I mean, I, I would... I might give it an A for some games because obviously... There's going to be types of games. Like, for instance, uh, specifically, he mentions that he got Paperback, which is Scrabble the Deck Builder. I don't like Scrabble, but the problem is is that my mother was an English major, and she would destroy me at Scrabble. 
And so I've lost Scrabble to my mother so many times. It's not fun. Yeah, but would you ever even buy paperback in the first place? No. Exactly. It would, it would gain that NA rating because I would look at it and go, this is something I don't want. An NA game is almost anything I don't buy. Right. But that's, because you've never played it. How right. can you rate it? Right. That's I mean, I'm, I'm sure I'm sure that Daniel has NA games because I know that, he, for instance, he doesn't really like miniature games that much. Yeah. You know, just a straight up them. miniature game. Yeah. So it would just categorize as an NA and he would just go, nope, not getting that game. I don't know. I think it's I think it's kind of unfair to not review him, not give him a rating of some sort too. <clears throat> right. But I don't know. I think like if we were to get like if somebody wanted us to review, here's a promo copy. Go ahead and review it for us. I would I would almost want to give him like a, a grade on merit, not just an opinion. Like I find our right. one through five is is my opinion of it, which we established. Well, right. I, I'm not I'm not completely naive about how to critique if it's not my style of game. Obviously, yeah. I understand that that this paperback game, for instance is comparable to, to Scrabble. So how I do I... totally play that game, by the how way. How do I feel that this changes or enhances the experience of Scrabble? Is it better than Scrabble? Does mm-hmm. it do something different that's more appealing than Scrabble? Et cetera. I would, I would know how to do that. That's not a question. I know you would know how to, but we'd and, have to give it a different scale. <laughs> right. It wouldn't be the scale that we use right now, no. for sure. It'd be an A, B, C, D, F scale. Right. Well, anyways, But then you would have to allow me question. my A pluses. No, I'm ending this episode. B I minuses. Care. I don't care what you say. No, it's a fact. No. It's a fact. <laughs> Thanks for the question, Daniel. And we have reached the end of Ragnarok. And we hope that you died in battle and celebrate with your fellow, fellow warriors in Valhalla. It's just depressing. <laughs> we would like to thank you for battling through this episode with us. If you would like to join our Halls of Glory and contribute to the conquest of this podcast, join our guild by visiting talkaboutboardgames.com and clicking the forum button in the top left of the page. Uh, a Board Game Geek membership is required, but you are a brave, bold, tabcast listener and never scared of a simple website registration, I'm sure. <laughs> you can easy. follow our conquests on Twitter at TA Board Games or on Instagram. You can show support for the cause by liking our Facebook page or leave a battle summary as, or as, of our podcast as a review on iTunes. Now, in two weeks, we will return with two new quests or two new guests. Quests. <laughs> <laughs> two new guests, Skylar and Kat, and they join us when we take the small town of New York and build it up into a metropolis when we play New York 1901. Thanks for listening, and glory be with you! What you... It's not in there all the way. <laughs> I know, right? I hate it when it's not in there all the way. Jeez. Ugh. Oh, my goodness. Hey, I'd like to keep those ribs. Uh, all right, you invaded. I should invade. just followed a that's what she said by that's what he said. They like to keep those oh, ribs. Yeah, hey, I got it. That was terrible. I'm sorry. <laughs> it took me a second. That's getting edited out, isn't it? <laughs>